Yo, 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 that was Scorpio P, another one for the ages, featuring Ty with Scorpio P. We'll be in the motherfucking building on June motherfucking 11th at the Shillelagh Tavern. Better go copy tickets at Eventbrite. If not, it's going to be more, and that's your fault if you're spending the extra money, not us. But, um, in the words of Eric Bishop, the show must go on. You know, if not, we're not fulfilling our pituitary duties or whatever the fuck he wants to call it. So without further ado, healing all the way from Jamaica, Queens, as well as, where are you from again? Ohio. Healing from Ohio. I mean, she lives in the Bronx, though. But she a Bronx native. Give it up. For your team of Scorpio P and Marie Ferry. <laughs> Buckeye State? Yes, yes. Uh, there you go, Buckeye State. But yes, yes, yes. Good evening, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again to our girl slash producer, Katie K, for that brilliant introduction. But but yes, y'all. Me! Welcome once again to another amazing episode of the Break Room Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us on another Feel Good Friday. It it, it, it it was raining earlier, but it's cleared out, and now we're back to some sun, which is about to be really humid in a second, so look out. It was really pretty. It was, it was. raining, but there was, like, light on the edges of the city, and then it smoked <laughs> What you mean, bro? It rained in my the other half of each cube, bro. Listen. Oh, yeah, that, that is kind of true. Like, Fuck this weather. <laughs> Take that up with Jesus. <laughs> Word, take that up with Jesus. Yo, <laughs> hey, go Jesus, bro. I understand you just. Oh my God, I don't want to get smitten. <laughs> I love how you, I love she just said, hey, like, hey, Jesus, bro. Like, Yo, Jesus, bro. But anyway, like I was saying before, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. However, you may be listening and watching us, wherever you may be right now, we are coming to you live from YouTube. IGTV and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe as per usual. And comment and like and interact with us, guys. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, by the way, Scorpio P, you want to know where all this is streaming? Well. On, on the Raw Zone NYC website. Oh, yeah. So, once again, big shout outs to another one of our esteemed partners, Raw Zone NYC. They just launched their website this week. They launched it Monday, right? We launched it on Tuesday because we wanted to kick off Get Raw Season, which is also Gemini Season, even though Gemini Season season really starts in May, but the important part of Gemini Season is in June, so we we call it June Get Raw Season. Get raw season. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm a psychopath Phil. Ask and, Phil. Uh, and the 11th, yo, when I tell you the 11th is going to be such a movie, we're going to be at Shalili Tavern after our broadcast on the 11th for the open mic also. It's going to be a celebration for the one and only KDK. Um, yours truly will be performing. Um, who else we got performing? Oh, wait, I got the whole roster in pictures right here. 
Stop. So we started with with motherfucking Scorpio P, right? So boom, you see that that little fedora on his head? Yo, and then and then and then we got Tune Honey from Dykeman. Then we got Frost's Hell from Brooklyn. Then we got Fader. Shout out to Seda. So Loki, he's my baby daddy, but he just has to realize it and come back to the to the dark side. Um, yes. Then we got the the Latin flavor of Vasalico. I really hope I said that right. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. Then we got Bossy V in the building. We have July Quinn. We got Anonymous in the building. And of course, Dia Rose. Shout out to Dia Rose, coexist fan, one of, my, one of my students in my theater classes. She's absolutely amazing. And, she go, and she's more than likely probably going to bring the guitar. So that mm-hmm. would be quite something. So y'all in for a real fucking treat. And who's our guest DJ? We got the other day in the building. Oh, shit. But, but, but wait, there's more. So I didn't get to put their flyer up here, but I had their picture from Tuesday on Raw Zone. The Joint Chiefs are coming. Shout out to the motherfucking Joint Chiefs. Best going to group in New York City. Gang, gang. Gang, um, gang. And also, I want to highlight someone else who's going to be performing the Saturday right after that Friday <laughs> with Life of UGA. Marie! So why don't you tell us what quick about that before you plug it? I'm going to be performing. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's on the 12th, uh, the day after uh, Katie's uh, extravaganza. It's uh, going to be like the kickoff of like the summer litmus uh, with Life of uh, UGA. And uh, yeah, the homie of uh, Frank Shout and out Chaz, Frank. Yes, uh, Chaz put this together. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be the first time I've performed uh, this year. If I don't pull up to Katie's, um, that's still tentative. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm excited. I have a guitarist uh, coming uh, to play the, the music for me uh, while I sing. And I'm not sure who else is performing at all because I only care about myself. I, I saw the bill and a bunch of people have who I haven't seen before. So that's probably going to be the show that weekend that I pop out for Life of UGA because, okay. because I, I, I saw the bill. It looks very, very eclectic. Congrats to you. Thank Looking you. forward to seeing you on the stage again. Yay. Yeah, so, y'all, so y'all know what y'all got to do next week. And of course, we're going to plug it throughout the week and again on our broadcast next week. Oh, so, y'all will definitely hear about so it. <laughs> so June so, 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 11th with Raw Zone and Ivory Production at the Shalili Tavern. Yeah. Two others, and then on the twelfth for the um, Soul Litness concert at Life the UGA, you'll see our very own Marie Curie, a bunch, amongst a bunch of other really crazy, eclectic looking people that I'm very looking forward to hearing. So, but of course, you already know we got. You already know I'm going to be out supporting you. Yay! I can't wait to see you. Yes, but yes. Speaking of support, ladies and gentlemen. Do we have a fucking episode for y'all tonight? So y'all already know what's happening <laughs> this Sunday. 
Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. This <laughs> Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, it is it. We've been talking about it for weeks on end, but maybe Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul <laughs> is this Sunday. <laughs> they should hire. They should hire someone. There shouldn't be only ring girls. There should be someone on the side of it. Yeah. That you know, when someone gets knocked out, stands over them and like, you are knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I feel like it should be like DC Young. You got knocked the fuck out. That's what I want to see. I just want to see some. So 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 you so. You don't care who gets knocked out. You just want to see someone get knocked out. I care, and I know who's going to get knocked out already, just like any person with any type of brain function in the West Hemisphere. Like, you know, like, we know what's going to happen. I think I think, I think, think it's going to piss a bunch of people off, to be really honest with you. Before I get to what I think is going to happen, I'm going to read this real quick. Okay, don't get my blood boiling. So, so here are the rules for the exhibition bout passed out by the Florida um, Boxing Commission. So the rules are no judges, no official winner red, knockouts are legal, and the KO is up to the ref's discretion. That's always good. No headgear, 12 <laughs> gloves, eight three-minute rounds. So you want to know what I think is probably going to happen? It's going to go eight rounds, right? No one's going to get knocked out, and Mayweather's going to win by unanimous decision. And Logan Paul's going to be like, wait a fucking minute. Because <laughs> that's usually what always happens. Because remember, <sighs> History serves for Floyd Mayweather. He's he's not exactly like the knockout artist that everyone like has always wanted him to be. Okay, but Logan Paul shouldn't be hard to knock out because he's not a boxer. And that's the thing. I think that Logan Paul is gonna get dazed and dizzy, and he's gonna Mayweather's gonna basically have more of a perverted. Mayweather said right here, um, talking to Lance Pugmire at the Athletic um, back last month, he said, there's no more real fights for me, only exhibitions. So everyone else that's wanting this guy to come out of retirement, you got to understand that this is where he is now. Like for him, it's just about money in it. on Sunday, he's going to pocket $102 million. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so it is what it is as far as I'm concerned, but I just think that anyone that is really talking about any knockout happening, you're going to be sadly disappointed. I don't think any knockout is going to happen. I'm sticking to my guns. He's going to get knocked off. You can ask for the knockout all you want. I don't see it happening. I think that it's going to get to a point when Mayweather's going to just do like a f and then just do like I mean, it's up to you guys. I'm not. I'm not the commissioner. Oh, God. I don't no, know. I mean, like, are there like official bets getting taken? Well, I don't know. Wait, I'm pretty sure there are bets taken. I can look up the um, the betting lines on it. I'm not betting. I have bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pocketing 102 million dollars. <laughs> I, I can't afford to play around with my money. But I don't know if other people 
will play with theirs. Oh, no, I know a bunch of assholes that will put their money down on this. <laughs> oh, stop, bro. And a lot of these people, bro, are in the army because they like to talk shit and stuff like that. That's so it's like a whole testosterone level thing, bro. Like, I swear to God, but it's so <laughs> hilarious, right? Because I had, even when, like, the Super Bowl, my boy put three grand down. Then in the last minute, remember that, what was it, a couple of years ago, the last um, Super Bowl that Brady had won? It was, like, the last second. They got, like, three points more. Some shit like that. And they already declared the Pats winning. Yeah. That, that game. Right, he was so confident all that shit was gonna happen. Three grand down, came home with ten stacks, bro. At the end of the night, yeah. he was that confident. And like, this is how crazy people get with betting. Yeah. Yo, but the- <laughs> I want to see the tears. And, and 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 here's the betting, and here's just a betting line on this shit too. So <clears throat> Mayweather is a minus seven hundred fourteen favorite, which means he has an eighty one point four percent probability to win. But you know, they see the same shit about Bitcoin. If you put five dollars, you make like five million dollars, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I'm not getting these ratios, but um, no, let's not do that. Holy shit, but <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, it is ridiculous. But like I said, y'all, the match is this Sunday. I, I personally believe, like, all the rules allow for a knockout. It's more likely Mayweather's going to take it easy to help set the stage up for a possible set, um, for a possible fight with his brother. Yeah. If he wipes the floor with Logan inside of 30 seconds, the interest in another bout of that style would decrease significantly because yeah. that's the danger about the knockouts. This is the Fuck reason why... TV. This is the reason why, if you think back to the days when Ronda Rousey was running the UFC, people stopped watching Ronda Rousey's matches because they would literally, you literally wait all night to see the shit, and it literally lasts 10 seconds. She gets, she gets someone in an arm bar, the game's over. I'm like, we waited all this time. <laughs> but then, but again, that's what you also get with WWE. So oh, this is exactly. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on as well. But I just, I'm just of the mindset that it's not going to be enough. Floyd's going to take his time. He's going to just confuse the shit out of Paul. And before you know it, Paul's going to be like, where is he? Where is he? Over here. And we're all just going to be watching paint Maybe a by. circus uh, match. We're really, it's going to be one of them circus shits. I'm telling you. like, It's, it's well, not going to be a spectacle. Let's Everyone's talk gonna. about another probability. Mm-hmm. If you are getting this pay-per-view match... There is a hundred percent probability that will show up to your house <laughs> to watch it. So if anyone has an illegal way that I can download it to my television, because yeah. there's no way in hell. Bro, so first of all, let's stop. Let's stop. Wait, let's call a spade a spade. None of us are gonna really sit here and pay sixty dollars for motherfucking Logan yeah. Paul. No. Fuck out of here. Not for this. Listen. If you're going to purchase it, more power to you. That's all Gucci. 
at the end of the day, y'all got to purchase it knowing that what y'all are expecting to happen, some sort of like great knockout match, whatever, that's not happening, bro. And you can you can you can cut that shit in the butt right now. All right, let's let's not talk about it. But we're definitely going to we're going to revisit that a little bit later on in the show. Like I said, this yes. is fight night tonight, so we're going to be looking at that throughout the night, amongst other things. Real quick before we go to our first music break, I want to highlight once again the end of another era happening. Like, there's been a lot of, like, this season when it comes to sports, not only are we seeing like, the greatest things, we're seeing a lot of people like walk away. Yeah. And one in particular, I was very surprised. I heard this shit yesterday. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, for those who know college basketball so well, do basketball. That's all I got to say. And you already know what that guy has, has done throughout the years. And even coaching Team USA to all those gold medals with LeBron and KD and the boys. Like Mike Krzyzewski's next season is going to be his last one. So he's essentially about to go on a victory lap. You're talking about a guy that is one of only six head coaches in history to win 900 games. 900 in his career. Wow. 900 games. That's that's what you're talking about. Is that this, the number? He's been leading the Blue Devils since 1980. <laughs> okay? And, and he has etched himself as the epitome, like the greatest college basketball coach maybe ever. Like, Damn. the only person I think that could really stand up to him um, coaching-wise would be um, John Wooden or maybe um, Gino Ariema, who coaches the UConn women's basketball team. Um, even though they lost in um in their final in their final four, they didn't make the final four. They, didn't make the final four. they lost in the final four this year to Stanford, if I remember correctly. Stanford ended up winning the whole thing. But Coach K is one of those coaches that whenever you talk about coaching in a sport and you talk about greatness, his name has to be somewhere mentioned there. It was it wasn't any such thing as a shot clock. Like he literally had to evolve over time, and that's what. And that's why if you ever make a Mount Rushmore, he has to be there. That's crazy to think that. Damn. Yo, it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Like Roy Williams, one of his longtime rivals who coaches one of my favorite, well, one of my favorite um, teams in um, college basketball, the um, Tar Heels. Um, go Tar Heels. And he was the first one to be like, yo, because he just retired himself not too long ago. He was like, yo, all do all respect is just phenomenal, everything he's done. Like the only thing wrong with Mike Mike Krzyzewski is that he doesn't play golf. <laughs> That's the only thing wrong with him. Aww. But nah, like old men in their golf. But this is a man that brought people to the league like um Kyrie Irving, because he went to do um Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett, who we're all still going crazy over right now. Those are Duke products who are coached by Coach K. Like you see Duke's like presence in everything involving the NBA thanks to Coach K. And him going on this swan song next year, Lord. Ooh. Like next season, college basketball, y'all, I, I might have to fill another bracket because the fact that all these kids are going to play so hard for Coach K and, oh, yeah. and every other team is going to play twice hard to be like, oh, nah. He's not getting no victory lap on us. It's going to be insane. You know what I'm thinking about now? You know how my brain works? Mm -hmm. 
the poor schmuck that has to fill his shoes after he's gone. Oh, um, they, they got a coach in waiting already. Really? Who mm-hmm. is it? They got a coach in waiting already. Hang on. I, I had his name here. It's John something. But he was but he's been an assistant coach under Coach K for about six, seven years. Ooh. So he's so he's so he's he's been set to take over for a while. It's just Ooh. been a matter of when Coach K would say, Okay, I'm out of here and then he decided to say he's out of here. Got all the little secrets, got all the mental right? Oh, they don't play, fam. They really yeah. don't. Okay, okay, all right. Because I was get, I was, I was like, okay, yeah. this is really awesome. He's been with them for forty years or so, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who's who's gonna fill his shoes? So here's the guy. The guy's name is John Shire. You know, like I said, he's been John an assistant. Shire. He's been an assistant coach on Duke for quite some time, and but this is his first head coaching job. He'll ever have. So the fact that he's about to step into actually. Most storied program in college basketball, not named Indiana or U or UNC or UCLA. That's a lot, you know. Yeah. That is a hell of a lot. Well, congrats to him. No, congrats to him, man. He it's like man, I can't like I need college basketball to start like now. <laughs> they're about they're gonna be these kids are gonna be ripping each other apart, yo. Y'all like, have felt excited. <laughs> so hard for Coach K. And don't get me started on the Olympics because he will coach the um, Olympic team as well in the Olympics. That that hasn't that hasn't like ended yet either. Oh wow! That's gonna be the last time he coached the Olympics too. Like man. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, so. I think he's gonna come back and coach the Olympics. I can't wait for the Olympics. That's what I'm excited. The You're the college years, basketball guy. The past couple of years for international play, Greg Popovich, who coaches the Spurs, was serving as. Um, the USA head coach, but I think that they're going to work something out to have Krzyzewski go on his swan song the right way. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Listen, like I said, all, all respect to him as someone that's like a professional director. I do my shit like a coach and one of the people who I look to for inspiration happens to be Coach Krzyzewski. So I appreciate what he's taught me, what he's taught so many others in sports and in general. And yeah, yo, everyone look out for Duke next year because they're going to <laughs> hand this championship on a bus and everyone's going to be like, oh, nah. We let, we let these guys do this again. Oh, well, y'all better look at Listen, fuck Duke. I hate what they do to Ion all the time. <laughs> well, I already know you upset. I already know you upset because they've been getting Ion. Yo, <laughs> fuck you all. Like, it makes... Yeah, y'all I, that's the only time I watch basketball, too. Could you sit... Like, Marie saw me watching basketball the other day. I wasn't amused. So, for me to sit down and watch basketball, because even though... My school, for some reason, was more dominant in that than getting their own football team. Don't fucking know why. We should have gotten our own football team because they want to stay with rugby. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, Shout out to Iona College. There you go. Shout out to Iona College. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go into a segment real quick with our very own KDK about something that's been very, very unsettling happening in the WWE. Like, there's... there's, Everything else that we have been talking about the past couple of weeks with backlash and everything aside, now it's gotten to a point where the WWE is doing something that's going to probably most likely backfire on them in a major way. So more on that coming up. So don't worry about y'all once again. This is the Break Room Sports Podcast coming to you live on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Make sure y'all are subscribing. So first on the TBR playlist today comes from a good friend of ours by the name of Richard Picasso. Y'all know him, y'all know him as Richie Yo-Yo, the Yo-Yo rapper from the 
BX. Yeah. This is off of his latest album, Lucis Nature. It's one of my favorite songs off the album called Crazy Ride. Because we're going on a crazy ride tonight, y'all, with everything we're talking about with the um, fight on Sunday and more coming up. So um, once again, shout out to Richard Picasso. Um, I had the pleasure of working with him on my album, Director's Notes. He's one of the coolest cats on the planet. And make sure y'all also check out his podcast, um, Picasso's Basement, also on YouTube. But this is Crazy Ride by the big homie Richie Yo-Yos. We'll be right back with a break from the sports podcast after this. Y'all don't go anywhere. You know that he's actually so so well, I don't know how much Richie's told you, but we've had conversations about you before. And we talk no No, not yeah, I always talk about how you're a giant dwarf. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Um, no, but on a serious note, because we, you, me, Richie, uh, a few other selected people, we kind of came into the same circle at the same time, and no one more sees the growth outside of me because I see everything because I'm an extreme pothead, and (laughs) it's just in my clear nature also as a PR to over, to look at everything. Me, no. Me, never. Nah, of course, right? <laughs> um, But Richie noticed as well, and we were talking about how you were the first headliner for the July give back, and he's like, about damn time. So, I really appreciate that. Um, really so we're not the only motherfucker that actually seen this this little skinny little twerp. But no, no, no. I feel the love. Thank y'all so much. And once again, um, you also feel the insults. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Tough, tough love. Still love. So I, I love it. it. I appreciate it. But, but, um, thank you for that. Thank you, Richie. Once again, shout out to you and your amazing music. Like, and he killed um to get back earlier back in May. So, listen, it, it's what he does, man. And I and I appreciate y'all having me in that high regard. Make sure y'all come through to the, to the next gift back when I'm headlining. I got my set ready and everything. My coexist family, pull up. You already know what time it is. So pretty much the goal is to make Scorpio P look like he brought all the bitches to the gift hey, back. Hey, 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 why, 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 where is all this coming from all of a sudden? I'm trying to give back to the show. Okay, we can have that conversation later. That's not... Uncle Phil. Let's talk about people who aren't exactly Magdays or doing a horrible job as Magdays. So, who Vincent McMahon? Well, Vincent McMahon has a nice history of fucking shit up. So the fuckery. <laughs> oh lord. But here's my thing, though, and you and me watch a whole interview on it this afternoon. <laughs> First of all, shout out to Eric Bishop for actually putting it in an actual business sense. Because just because WWE lets the people go, which once again, how however stupid it may be the reason, right? 
for whatever this purchase that they want to do or whatever this business capital they want to spend off of the people that they let go. In the end of the day, it's their loss, right? Um, So pretty much WWE called for the... Um, the the release of contracts for the following superstars: Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Murphy, and Santana Garrett from NXT. Um, the ones that seem more shocking to me were the ones that were used the most on camera, in which is Braun Strowman and. Um, Alistair Black because they were already teasing him to make a promo to come back. Now, what might have happened in the change of direction, but in the end of the day, though, what is the last time you gotta remember they dropped the fuck out of Braun Strowman before they even gave him any title? He was a rosebud, bro. Remember the rosebuds back in the earlier days? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you remember when he was a rosebud? Please. Okay, they really dropped this guy. Like, his last big matches were against Shane McMahon. And... Even his last title, getting the universal title, was just a cop out because Roman had leukemia during the cold, like during the COVID. Mm-hmm. Is that really a way to want to get a fucking title? I'm glad they let him go. If if what Eric Bishop said and some of these people, if there's 300 talents and 76 is getting used, and some of these people, which included Lana, that's weird. No, and Lana wanted out of her contract, so why not? That's so fucking weird. You let let Rusev go, who's now Miro in AEW, obviously. Well, let me turn this on to you right quick, because one of my favorite wrestlers from the past in WWE, CM Punk, he had some statements for these releases. He, He tweeted... In response, and um, in response to a tweet about WWE's perceived inability to get the most out of its talent by John Squires, John John Squires posted, "One thing that has consistently bummed me out about WWE in recent years is that there's been a wealth, quote unquote, wealth of incredible talent in that company, but they rarely seem to really know what to do with any of it. This latest wave of releases is a truly stunning reflection of that issue." And then CM Punk replies with, with this. It's like a movie with a blockbuster budget and cast, but if it's written by creatively bankrupt nincompoops, specifically for an audience of one, in a language nobody understands anymore, it's trash. Damn. But people watch it because they like movies. Shrug emoji. So, like, like pe- people thought it was crazy, like, two months before when they left, when they got rid of, like, Samoa Joe and a few others. So when this happened, everyone's like, wait a minute. But a couple of months ago compared to now, you I understand why they made the cuts back then, because they were still dealing with losses from COVID-19. And I'm so sorry I can't keep it. But, but now there's no excuse here. 
<laughs> but why not though, babe? Again, I'm not defending. Like I, I'm, ha I need to see where these people go because they're all talented wrestlers, and me as their fan, where I will follow them where they go. So if they end up on Impact or on AEW, I mean, I have to really work on watching AEW. I think AEW Lana's gonna go because her husband is there. Yep. We already know that. That's not a surprise. Lana no one gives a fuck about that. Lana already had a foot in the door. <laughs> <laughs> she already had a foot in the door. She's on, she's on the way out. <laughs> um, but in the end of the day, the what Eric Bishop said was true. If you have 300 people in your staff. Yeah. Okay. And 70 people out of 300 are being used. I find it's, 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 it's such backwards business thinking. It's such backwards business thinking. Because. It is. But, right, but because they don't know how to utilize that talent. I don't even think it's so much that they don't know how to utilize it. I think that the WWE has gotten rather lazy. Especially when it comes to... No, 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 no. Remember, I told you, Vinnie Mac got to be six feet under before WWE could be great again. I told you, it's over his dead body be before Triple H and Shawn Michaels get their hands on the company to really make some changes because they are with all the getting the talent from different places. But all I'm hoping is that Triple H maintains his fucking like, individuality because he better not try to be a pseudo version of things. That's what I'm hoping. But but here's my thing though, because if you look at NXT, that's still staying genuine to the original yeah. WWE brand, and that's yeah. and that's run by Triple H, aka uh -huh. Hunter. Uh -huh. So exactly. So we know that if the company with the fall on their hands, they will actually be a little better. Okay, I am not a hundred percent sure if the rumors of talking between New Japan and WWE are actually true. I wouldn't put it past them, seeing that the climate of everyone apparently wanting to reunite and to align the wrestling world to be one to be actually true. Maybe it could happen. Do I see it? I see it being okay, but it looks like it might turn into a Monday Night War one day. I think, like, we already know Alana's probably is going to end up in AEW. I think they're going to pick up Strowman as well. The others, I'm not too sure. Maybe Impact, we'll see what the fuck happens. But WWE, you, you got to get it together. I mean, if it, if, it, if, it, if it takes Vince McMahon having to, like, kick the bucket for shit like this to change, then it's, it's a real sad state of affairs. It just sad for the for the people that have been laid off. In the end of the day, exactly like you're 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 you're, you're giving people jobs and then taking them away at will because you don't know how to utilize them. That's not good management. It's not good business practice. It's just all around not good for these people who are essentially artists. Yeah, <laughs> they're essentially artists. Like you're 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 put you're you're putting people on you're putting people on the street, and you already know. Especially like that's why I say like Showman's definitely getting picked up um, a lot sooner. Especially since book we also what he did in backlash. Like, listen, he's gonna be picked up very quickly. Um, Lana's gonna go to AEW. I think they're all gonna be fine. It's just it really looks bad on the WWE and it's a far cry from 
the honor and dignity they had. And CM Punk has a great point. See, you but wait, but CM Punk is one to talk, right? Because wasn't he, didn't he, in some point, come back to WWE doing that backstage shit with Renee Young? So. Because he knows what the fuck he did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he knows that. Absolutely. It's just like it's just like if Ryback tried to comment on it after you talk to your shit. Like, like, bro, shut the fuck up. Word, word. Don't, don't backhand it. But, but he said it, everything he needs to say, and that's what I appreciate. I was like, okay. And he said it with no emotion, guys. Yeah, exactly. With no emotion. No emotion. And just walk the fuck out. And, and, and ended chat. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it in a nutshell, y'all. If that's what it takes, if Vince McMahon has to kick the bucket, then hey, like it looks like WWE is going to be mediocre for a little bit longer than we expected. And with that, here's Marie with the news. Don't call my shit mediocre though. (laughs) Fuck you. Listen, listen, I listen. I'm always still going to watch WWE too, nigga. But I, I gotta understand. I gotta understand. And And I need the poker pause. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just gotta understand, like. It's not, it's not what it used to be, and they're not giving the proper attention to the talent that requires it. Like, all these all these cats that they just released could all be insanely immense superstars. And the fact that their potential is like going to the side just pisses me off. But here's what it is. Like I said, AEW is going to look pretty nice in a couple weeks. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Amen to that. Hey, isn't that what they say about when you break up with a guy? I mean, I mean, these are basically divorces when you think about it. Yeah. So are just really all bad breakups. So they ain't gonna find they'll find their new flames and then You know, I just think they're salty because Zelina Vega made an only still stayed on her OnlyFans when WWE told her not to. Yo, pop it for a real one. Yeah. Uh, Guys. Yay! <laughs> let's go, let's go. All right. So, uh, Reds, Nick Castellanos, MLB doesn't care about pitchers using foreign substances. What? Wow. <laughs> okay, so you're so telling me that. Very stupid of him to say. <laughs> so, we're saying it's okay for us to shoot up heroin and then go whack a ball after. Right. Copy. Copy. So Cincinnati Reds outfielder Nick Castellanos called out Major League Baseball for what he feels is the sport ignoring pictures using foreign substances to increase their spin rate. He says, is it legal or is it not illegal to put stuff on the ball, on a ball? Castellanos said (laughs) on the Chris Rose Rotation podcast, it's illegal. The league obviously knows that they're doing it, but the league doesn't care. They don't care because if it was really a problem that they wanted, they would put people in the ball pen to check gloves, to check hats, whatever. 
the league would do something about it, but honestly, I don't think it's that important to them. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we have just witnessed is... Yeah, we witnessed someone, someone telling the teacher, hey, you forgot to give us homework. Drive snitching. <laughs> yeah. Even like, yo, every pitcher that does that dumb shit is looking at um, Castellanos like, hey, Bro. what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Hey, Scorpio, you got a blessings from Bossy V in the check-in? Blessings. Yeah, Bossy V. Can't wait, can't wait to see you on the 11th week. We got people blessing us and everything. Shout out to everyone tuned on on YouTube. Make sure y'all subscribe. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. But yes, yes, this guy just proverbially just said, "Hey, teacher, you forgot to give us homework. Like, like you, you forgot to put people in here, here in the bullpens to check the gloves and shit." Now, like, he knows he doesn't get extra credit for that. Oh, God. No, he's not going to get extra credit. He's going to get a whole bunch of enemies. <laughs> he's going to get a trip on the way. Yeah, he's going to be walking up to the dugout like, shoot. Oh. Bro, he Sam Malone in cheers when he had to sleep with the teacher to make oh sure he got the good drink. Oh, my God. I am weak. He's the base guy. He's that guy. Uh. <laughs> Using foreign substances has risen across baseball. A memo circulated in March warning the penalties for players found to use the substances, which help pitchers increase their grip and create better spins and movement to their pitches. So, going back to the no-hitters. Hey! Do you see why this is a problem, ladies and gentlemen? Do you you see why, like, Castellanos, like, everyone has to look at him like, let me tell you why that's bullshit. But... But no, in all seriousness, what he has essentially done is that, like, he's given fuel to devalue a bunch of shit happening this season. So everyone's, everyone, including, like, the casual fan, like myself, should be livid right now at what Casablanca has just, like, uncovered. Because, of course, everyone knows that shit. But it's one thing to know it, like, what's understood don't need to be explained. Like, if people know that it's happening, like, of course, we get it. But he's going to come out here and say, ah, they don't give a shit. Everyone, like, watch the whole league be like, oh, word? Okay, so I agree and disagree with you on that. Because <laughs> when we did report on the no-hitters, when we, when this record that has just been broken yeah. was coming up to being broken, no one was doing anything to stop it. They were going, oh, I guess these niggas are incredible. Yeah, exactly. I guess you're great. Yeah, and Castellanos is like, no. Yeah. We don't suck. They're not fucking awesome. They're dopeheads. This is crazy. He's, it's like he, we're trying to back a superhero's pitch. It's, it's like he quite literally like devalued like seven games in one film suit. And, <laughs> and and what and, and this and that, and that's what makes it so infuriating. Like we get it, bro. 
But just because you sore don't mean you got to ruin it for everybody else. Like, he's yeah. public enemy number one, kid. Like, people Talk gonna come. your shit, Castellano. Yo, when the Reds come to play at certain, in, in, at certain like, ballparks, they're going to get booed. Like, oh, yeah. that's going to come out there. People Boo! Say, you, think, you think the shit happening in the NBA um, with people, like, getting, like, popcorn and being spent on is bad enough? Wait till you see what these people in Major League Baseball are going to do. I don't think baseball fans are that rowdy. Oh, you you haven't seen the shit I've seen when it comes to especially playoff baseball? All well, I grew up I grew up in Cleveland, so we weren't that rowdy because we knew the Browns sucked. I mean, the, well, the, Indians, the Indians sucked. But yeah. y'all been good lately. Y'all we, been really we've good We've always lately. been good. We don't have room to talk shit when you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never seen someone get that upset like, what? This is weak. an outrage. Like, I am absolutely weak. Okay. Can't be outraged when you expect. No, of course, of course. You yes. Know, what's, worst. Next? what's next? What's next is, oh, speaking of my. Uh, yeah, speaking of your Cleveland brethren. Yes. So the Browns, <laughs> Kevin Stefanski, says Miles Garrett retired from baseball after a viral video. Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> from basketball after a viral We're video. We're talking about baseball, y'all. It is what it is. Yes, sorry guys. Also, I'm like half blind and I refuse to wear glasses because I'm adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you don't have to worry about Cleveland Browns star Miles Garrett barreling through the paint to put you on a poster anymore. Garrett shared a video of a nasty dunk he threw down during a pickup game last month. Okay, before you go any further, I just want to address something real quick. Now, I saw this video. Now, for those of you that may or may not know, Miles Garrett was a power forward when he um, was playing for Texas A&M, along yes. with him being um, that defensive end for the for the Aggies for football. So he was a dual he was a dual sport guy. So this is understandable, and what I want people to also understand is that the reason coaches say certain things to certain players about this shit is because. Sometimes these players, and we know Miles Garrett's like history when it comes to losing his temper and shit. Sometimes these players can hurt themselves, and it's not the sport that they are getting their money for. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So that's why some coaches are kind of wary, which, which leads to the rest of this. If you'll continue. Um, Got you. So addressing the video, head coach Kevin Stefanski said the 2020 All-Pro has already retired from basketball. Uh, Garrett responded by saying he might pick up another sport in the offseason <laughs> instead. Yeah, just fucking around. <laughs> he, he says, quote, I feel it's more like a Michael Jordan retired. <laughs> he told reporters for real in real life. He oh said, Lord. now I got to go back to what I'm good at next season. You never know. I might go back to basketball baseball oh lord listen yeah listen my man people are still upset at you for losing your temper and, and um and almost hitting someone with the crown of a helmet during a fight a couple yeah ago. people are still upset with you about that bro so no one wants to hear that you get it <laughs> you like you like doing other shit in the off season you get it my man just make sure that you're ready because the browns <clears throat> i'm gonna tell you that right now the browns have everything that they need to at the very least make the AC championship. They yeah, have, have a team now. You have a team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You have a team team. Yeah. Like, like I'm almost certain the only team that's really standing in your way when it comes to winning the AFC North is Baltimore. 
outside of that, They're you're definitely going to beat the Steelers. Yeah. And I and, and no one's really worried about Cincinnati just yet because Joe Burrow is coming back with a torn ACL. Mm. But but the Steelers, as far as I'm concerned, are going to be a wash this coming season. I don't think they're going to win it. They're not, not going to win ten games. They're probably going to win eight or nine. Um, but I think that outside of Baltimore, y'all really ain't got shit to worry about. Um, y'all getting Odell back. I don't know how y'all go use him, but y'all got everything else y'all really need to keep shit moving. Y'all still got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, the best um, running backfield in the league. Like, the defense is better. That was the main problem that y'all had last year was that y'all had no fucking secondary. And y'all fix it in the draft. So I, I fully expect... I, I don't expect a wild card. Like, I'm going to say it right now. Unless we see something absolutely crazy from the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens just signed Sammy Watkins just for the Super Bowl two years ago. But if Baltimore slips up in any way, shape, or form, oh, no, nah, Cleveland's taking that. Absolutely. Not, there should be nothing standing in Cleveland's way now. They have an identity. They have the right coach. They're good. But, Miles Garrett, sit your ass down. Buddy. <laughs> and that is Marie with the news. Yay! <clears throat> Woohoo! <laughs> and if you sponsor 19 cents a day, you will help Stop Marie it. get will get Stop through a whole it. book. Stop it. Okay. okay. All right. So coming up next, we're going to take another we're going to take a look at something else going on in, in the NFL that has been the subject of many people's ire about the NFL and the after effects of being in the NFL for a long time. And now there's a racial stigma attached to it that we're going to take a minute to unpack. And then after that, y'all can take all the time y'all want to shout at me and ridicule me for what I said about the Knicks. podcast everybody on this field good friday <laughs> however wherever you may be however you're listening to us coming to you live from youtube igtv and facebook make sure y'all are subscribing once again shout out to um the lovely and talented quasar the composer that was planetary changes on for a new project once in the blue moon too um available everywhere on all streaming platforms uh, shout out to ray pearson on the check-in oh yeah shout out to Start berating me. You said what you said. Mean that we. You said. You said. Hopeful. I was certain. I was like. Listen, Phil. You said what you said. Now you have to take the ridicule by, I guess, your basketball community, like him, because now they have you by the basketballs. Sitting here welcoming the lumps as they come through. So, we all know that losing an NBA playoff series absolutely fucking sucks. We all know this, even if it's one you didn't expect to be in. Because if you really think about it, at the beginning of the season, no one really expected us to do anything. Yeah. As per usual. I. Especially after a couple, especially after a year ago, when there was this all speculation of who 
we're about to get KD and Kyrie. I was like, fam, they're not coming to New York. Yo. And what did I say? And what happened? Not only did they not come to New York, they went to Brooklyn. Mm. <laughs> of all places. Okay? But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The sting of this five-game first round loss is real. Yes, it hurts. We get it. We had a lot of hope, especially after what Randall was able to do, what Rose was able to do, what Thibodeau was able to do, who I still think is coach of the year. But then again, what the Knicks ultimately showed us, what my New York Knicks ultimately showed us, is that the regular season is always going to be different from the postseason, no matter yeah. which way you slice it. And in the postseason, as, as good as that first win that we had at the Garden was, it was still marred by a multitude of other things that for some odd reason we couldn't get right including Randall kind of like falling apart in a few of those games. But what happened? What do you think happened? I don't know what it is, yo, because so here's, here's the thing that people people weren't paying attention to when it came to the Hawks. Like they actually have a better like defensive efficiency than a lot of people gave them real credit for. And a lot of people were telling me, hey, look out for the Hawks this year. I'm like, oh I'm looking out for the Hawks this year because Trey Young is evolving, mm-hmm. which he did. Uh, he he was he was a beast. Of course, he was still the main catalyst with everything going on with Atlanta. But to be brutally honest with you, once I saw the way that Randall and Barrett were kind of like faltering in the third and fourth games, I saw immediately. I was like, "Yep, this is kind of classic Thibodeau again." Much as I love Thibodeau, I was like, "We're exhausted. Mm-hmm. We're exhausted. We were exhausted." And, and and not only that, we didn't even play the fucking play-in. If we had, if we had, if we were in the play-in, it would probably would have been worse. Like we were exhausted. And I, I'm I'm sitting here thinking like all I could go back in my head was all those wasted years in Chicago when Thibodeau was running Derrick Rose and Nate Robinson and Taj Gibson and Joakim Noah into the fucking ground. And that and it just replayed in my head seeing seeing the third and fourth games. I was like, wow, this is really happening. So I take nothing away from this season, but it just told me overall, ladies and gentlemen, regular season is regular season, playoffs is playoffs. And Atlanta, for some odd reason or another, like you can probably blame the fact that there was probably extra vitriol in <laughs> Trey Young's blood after getting spit on. Yo. At- But listen, okay. let's 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 put that to rest right now because if we've learned anything the past couple of years, especially from fucking. KD and Kyrie proverbially jumping ship. I've been set from the beginning. They're not coming to New York, guys. But just based on that shunning alone, we've been waiting for someone to rise up and say, I want to play for New York forever. Yeah. He's he's a loyal one. We haven't had anyone say, I want to play for New York since Melo was here. Yeah. (laughs) That was a while back. 
That's a fact. All right. But listen, listen, I have to ask you. Talk to me. Have you changed your tune about Nibido being the coach of the year? Do you think he's going to come back next year? Because this is way different this week than what you were saying last week. No, 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 of course, of course, because the thing about it is that what I personally believe is that Thibodeau understands like what he has to do. I think that maybe he tried to move too hard come playoff time, especially with the pressure we were under. Because if you think about it, y'all, as as much as and maybe I can be I can be blamed for this as well. But for the most part, there was no pressure on the Hawks. Let's call it what it is. We were the number four seed. We had home court. There was no pressure on the Hawks. They were happy to be there. Trey was happy to be there. <laughs> like that's like it twisted. Some of these teams are happy to be there. Yeah. Memphis was happy to be here. Like, fucking the Golden State Warriors were happy to be where they were, even though they lost in the playing tournament to Memphis. Like, you got to understand, sometimes some teams are happy to be there. And just from the accomplishment alone of making the fifth seat right behind us, Atlanta was playing with house money, fam. We were the ones that needed to step our game up and prove this shit. We were the ones that needed to do that. And I think that we've learned more than enough to go into next season and be like, okay, let's not have that same feeling we just had again. Let's not break down like we just did. So you think because he's gonna stay? I, I think Thibodeau's definitely going to stay. Their, their coach curse is, is now, you think it's Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I mean, you can call it a coaching curse all you fucking want. Um, the way I really see it, it's more along the lines of, we need some sort of fucking stability. Yeah, that's enough. And I we have it. Yeah. I think we have it. Will it take does it take some more maturity? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I there's think, a lot of problems. They're just getting to know each other, these guys. And and this was a complete surprise this season. Yeah. This is a complete utter surprise this season. Yeah. Okay. Like he like and listen, for whatever reason, after being one of the most productive players in the entire league, averaging 24, 10, and 6. Um, shooting just 29.8% in those games I mentioned that he was losing, all those struggles that Randall was having. At the end of the day, you can't, you can bank on somebody when they say, listen, I want to play for this city. I don't give a fuck. We'll, we'll run this back. So I think that that is something that needs to be valued. Derrick Rose was saying the same thing. Derrick Rose said, who, who, he'd love to come back to the Knicks. He said, who wouldn't want to play in New York? And that's the thing that people need to understand about this city and coming to play for a city like this. Like, sure, every city has, every major sports city has their own things like Boston, like Miami, like Chicago, like Cleveland, <laughs> like LA now. Damn, why you gotta say it like that though? No, 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 I'm saying it as emphasis like we were just talking about. <laughs> what you thought I was talking about? Anyway. It's a bad turn to you. She knows this. Word. Like, she can see what talking about <laughs> <laughs> Gemini season. Fight, fight, but yes, fight. but nah, I still think the most good six man of the year. The only person that can take coach of the year from Thibodeau at this point that would make more sense would probably probably be Doc Rivers. So mm-hmm. because he's still coaching, the Sixers are still playing. Yeah. So as far as that goes, and the Sixers ended up with the number one seed in the East anyway. So if anyone can take it from Thibodeau, I just think that the accomplishment really that we have seen from the Knicks this year came in a regular season. 
And I think that everyone needs to understand, like, those are some of the biggest takeaways. Of course, our offense needs an upgrade. We need to get someone else to help R.J. Barrett out to, 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 to continue his development. But the core that we have is definitely growing. Yeah. Like, Obi Toppin was a great story this year. The kid out of Dayton, especially when he was in the dunk contest. Like, people started looking at the Knicks again as a place to come and play, not just a place to be like, oh, I'm going to come here, show out at the Garden, have people love what I did at the Garden, and go back to my city. Yeah. Nah, people want to come here and be here now. Like people are, it's, 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 we're, we're going to a renaissance period, it sounds like. So, you know, it, even though it's like come to an end for this season, I think it was so, so adorable to watch you New Yorkers. <laughs> you New Yorkers. Get like glassy eyed and like, you know. We're gonna do it, guys! Like there, there were certain people whose whole Instagrams changed. It was Nick. You know what, though, guys? It was yeah. so cute. I got to see from the outside looking in what it was like to be a Mets fan. Oh my god! Hey! Hey! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That's funny, but yeah. But at least I admitted though that my team is trash, but I still root for them. And you know what? That's loyalty. Now this fair weather. That's another thing that I enjoyed about the season. There weren't fair weather fans jumping in. Oh, I've always been down. No, you no, exactly. Up for years. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Like we've been waiting for this. The real fans. The real fans were loud and proud and hopeful, and it was adorable. And the people who weren't believing. Yeah, I know. And when they lost, the next one, they were still haters. And it, it was very authentic this season. Very authentic. The haters were the haters. The the fans were the fans. And uh, yeah, I, I think it might change more next year. I think they see that there's a lot more potential with the Knicks. Absolutely. And there's gonna be more turned fans. But it wasn't it wasn't like like with the Miami Heat. That shit was annoying. I was in high school in South Florida at the time. Oh, you must have had a horrible time. Oh my God! All you of a sudden, everyone was like, "Where are you?" Everyone fans? wanted to be a Heat fan, fam. I was like, "No, the hell, you weren't." Thirty days ago, get the hell out of here. People were so fair weather. It was like sun showers. And, and, and another thing, but one thing I will say about that is that they weren't saying that they did. What I hated that those fans didn't do is that they didn't say they were LeBron fans, said they were Heat fans. Yeah. Me, I got a lot of flack as a Knicks fan when people found out that I like watching the Miami Heat because mm -hmm. of the rivalry that Miami has had with the Knicks over the years. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not a Miami Heat fan, guys. I'm a Dwayne Wade fan. Yes. Because I watched him at Marquette. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my boy. That's, that's my boy. Trio was legendary. Exactly. I hated, go down I, in history. I hated everyone else on, on the Heat. But I would tune into Heat games to watch Dwayne Wade to, okay. to, to throw shit to LeBron as he would dunk the shit. I still love that iconic fucking picture of LeBron dunking and D Wade going through like, "What up?" Yeah. <laughs> so one of the most iconic pictures ever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I'm not a Heat fan. I am a Dwayne Wade fan. There you go. But you guys, you guys can't say that. But yeah, y'all next, next time say you're a LeBron fan. Don't come, don't come and say, "Oh, we're all." Fans now. No, the fuck you're not. And next year they're not gonna say they're not gonna say, Oh, I'm a Rose fan, I'm a I'm a Barrett fan, I'm no, they're gonna say I'm a Knicks fan. Exactly. 
They're not going to say, oh, I've been, I've been following Tim Thibodeau all throughout his friggin' career. Oh, God, his next career. How long has his next career been? Yeah. Oh, it's been like five, six years. Oh, really? There's going to be a lot more Knicks fans <laughs> next year. And I say you. that with air quotes. I am Knicks telling fans. you, that's going to be insane. I've seen it happen before, and it's going to happen again. Lord, I'm telling you, I am not looking forward to that shit at all. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Like, like these people going to be these people. And I hope to see you next year, Timmy. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but speaking of looking forward to things, let's look back on something for a second. I want to do a quick last time that I checked. Last time that I checked. So, all right. So, last time that we checked on Julio Jones, where I was talking about Julio Jones on um, Mark Julio! Um, greatest receiver in Falcons history as of right now. Um, the tra- on, on the trade, like he wants out of, out of the Falcons organization. He wants to go with a contender. And news came up this week that Arthur Smith, the new coach of the Atlanta Falcons, won't commit to, Ju- to Julio Jones at minicamp. So at the offseason minicamps that are set to begin in the next couple of weeks, Arthur Smith has already removed from his mind, hey, listen, he ain't going to be here. Like yeah. He said, and I quote, we have conversations all the time with, with all our players, and there's good communication back and forth, multiple averages. We'll see what happens next week where we're at. You know, I can't answer, I, I can answer that for you next week. He's basically saying, listen, I don't know nothing yet. All yeah. I know is that whoever's in front of me, I'm going to coach. But, but also with that, like there's, there's a lot of also rumors going around with those that are looking for Julio to be part of the organization. They think that the Falcons are asking too steep of a price. He's set to make $15.3 million this season, but the Falcons only have $588,000 in cap space, so they can no longer pay him. Mm-hmm. That's why they're trying to trade yeah. him. But they're trying to trade him for... Let me see. What are they, what are they asking for? They're... Now, along with that dead cap money that he's going to end up with, they're asking for they're asking for a first round there, and I think two second rounders for him. Um, I understand all that, and I understand like what he's been able to do for an organization throughout the years. You know, making the Super Bowl when he did that Super Bowl that they famously lost to the Patriots, <laughs> that that no one can ever let them live down. Um, every like yo, every March, every March twenty fourth, um, you remember. Um, for, the, for those who you who remember my previous show, S3 Radio, y'all remember Adamo and Mark. Oh. Every congratulations, Mark. Mark. Yeah, congrats once again, Mark, on the baby. He but, had the baby finally. Yep. Congratulations. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Congrats, you guys. We got chills. But now every every March, even this past March 24th, they post on their social media. Remember this day, 24/3. Oh my God. So I get it. I get it. Like, but. I mean, anyone that wants to get a win over a Patriot, bro. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. It was Brady. Yeah. That pussy ass. Little yeah. bitch ass. That's another thing. That's another thing. Little about, punk like, ass. Going back to the whole fan thing, I hate the fucking Patriots. Yeah. I've never had a problem like, with Brady. I've had a problem with the Patriots always. I, I just think that with, Tom Brady is like, a pansy. Cool, but fuck these guys. Yeah. Especially like person who I hate on the Patriots was their fucking offensive coordinator, Josh Daniels. I hate that guy. Bro, I, I still him. don't know how Tom Brady is married to a Victoria's Secret model. What? He's Not a Victoria's Secret model. But, but, it's, but it, he, she happens to be like a super, super model. 
Like we're talking like about one of the original like Victoria's Secret angels. Yeah. Bro, he's with Giselle Butchin the Giselle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's unattractive? I don't think he's attractive, but what? the fact that he, Tom Brady, is a pansy in my eyes. Well, he built himself up quite nicely because he was a complete. He, he he was kind of a scrub like in college and shit, but he cleaned himself up. And then when he met Giselle Bunchen, that was a rat. He right. became the talk of the town. He took that down. Oh, right. Yes. It's absolutely. I was like, well. <laughs> Well, 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 well done, my friend. Well done. She, sir. she was getting them touchdowns. Well done for her too. Yeah, yeah, well done for her too. Exactly, with a seven-time fucking champion. Maybe, maybe, yo, maybe he, maybe, maybe she's the reason behind his championship. Oh, she taught him how to touchdown. <laughs> hey yo. Yes. But yes, but yes. So the Falcons are reportedly asking for first-round pick. Plus players, and and um, it's already been expressed that Atlanta could even land that type of package, especially in the market now for Jones. Because not only that, people don't want to pick up his fucking contract. But we'll more on this as things go on. This is another update from us um, for the last time that I checked for Julio for the Julio Jones saga. We hope yes. he finds his way somewhere. I really, I really think that he should end up either a Packer or a Titan. Like I said before, Green Bay. What the fuck? Can y'all please make? Cause y'all can afford that. Y'all can afford. Um, y'all can afford giving away a couple of players in a first rounder for Jones. Y'all can afford that because what has Aaron Rodgers been always complaining about? And he's still talking y'all. Aaron Rodgers is Hawaii right now with his fiance, <laughs> having drinks and dancing, doing all this crazy shit with his celebrity friends, and not worrying about the Packers. So you want the Packers? Are, you want the Packers are here? With one of the greatest wide receivers they've ever seen at their feet, and they ain't doing shit. So we don't pay attention to that as time goes on. But we're gonna take our next music break right now. Uh, don't go anywhere, y'all. Once again, this is the Break Room Sports Podcast coming to you live on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Make sure y'all are subscribing and following us everywhere. This next track, I'm very excited about this next track we're about to play here. They're also gonna be performing with us on the 11th. For um, the Raw Zone launch and KDK's birthday. And my favorite rap group right now, probably my favorite rap group in the city, and the, and the greatest stoner rap group I've ever heard. You already see me on my YouTube here on IGTV and Facebook, smoking my stuff as I do this podcast. You know how I do. So big shout outs to the one and only Gio the Reek and Sonny Bruno and Loud Pat Ralph, aka the Joint Chiefs. And this is their new single that they just dropped the video for, which is absolutely insane. Shout outs to the one and only Puffco, my sodas. Y'all know it, y'all know what I'm talking about. But this is Puffco by the Joint Chiefs off their new album, Chief Cake, available on all streaming platform services right now. Don't go anywhere, y'all. This is a great group sports podcast. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> I loaded my puff go, then put it on green, smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reach my peak, six star hash. I loaded my puff go, then put it on green, smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I loaded my puff go, then put it on green, smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I loaded my puff go, then put it on green. Only smart rich, I'm loading it quick. Big gloves when I'm taking a hit. 
Q-tips and ice was all in my kit Travel glass in the swim I am fit Lips up, I'm chasing the turks Animal mixing to keep me alert Hole in my chest to make sure that it works And I'm taking the rip and I glide up a earth All of my phaser from nothing if you chuck The real hash camp, my nigga that's sus Raising the temp to adjust This is the best smoke that's ever been puffed Heady glass for the head stash This single source is the real gas Hundred dollar grams what I've been on Smoking great guard, lighting up Shenron Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks Reaching my peak, six star hash I loaded my puff up Then put it on green, smoking on rising Get lost in the streaks Reaching my peak, six star hash I loaded my puff up Then put it on green Drive by dad on a Vespa Bought the honey pot cause I'm extra No gas flowers, I got the sauce Still sparking up like a Tesla Peak performance, you know I'm high When it vibrates, yeah, you know the vibes Live rising, got me dead stuck Leaving bodies on the floor like a homicide Sunny blue hit it when it's white Hot stoners gon' need a hard hat Dancing zombies like a thriller, bitch. Hit them wiggle like cat. Green, and I'm hitting the petrol joint. Chiefs dabbing only your metropolitan area. Holic and every of you when I'm hitting my pump. Wow. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I loaded my puff though, then put it on green. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I loaded my puff though, then put it on green. Cash rising cost a hundred a gram. My full ounce cost a full house. When the wax clear, cut a whole slab. This weird science with a lab mouse. More colors in the street light. I'm about to crash at the peak light. Can't concentrate with these concentrates. Can't see straight, but I see twice. Too much sauce in my puff coat. I'm buying atomizers by the dozen. Nug run sound like an app, but we doing more than just pressing buttons. I take a hit when it finished buzzing. Exhale when my brain is numbing. FOH with that being show. Either it's sovereign list or it's nothing. Wet rock. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I murder my puff though, then put it on green. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I murder my puff though, then put it on green. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I murder my puff though, then put it on green. Smoking on rising, get lost in the streaks. Reaching my peak, six star hash. I murder my puff though, then put it on green. Oh man, we are back. That was Puffco from the motherfucking Joint Chiefs over there. But yo, Phil, yo, shout out to Rogue. That just made my whole day, right? Hold on, let me take this picture of the Chiefs off. I'm having issues over here. Oh man. Coming to you live, YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Once again, shout out to the motherfucking Joint Chiefs. My my favorite rap group right now. My my favorite starter rap group. That's almost super late. Yo. Yeah. Uh, That's almost super late. Yep, absolutely. Like yo, like their new album, Chief Cake, absolutely love it. My personal favorite album by them would be their second album, Jars. But like yo. All their music, like listen, for all my stoners out there, y'all looking for something to vibe to during our sessions. Those are the niggas you want to listen to. And if you don't believe me, pull up on the 11th and you'll see what I mean. I love the hearts. I just saw the hearts going off. From Bro, speaking of the 11th, yo, I think I'm getting a birthday threesome. Bro, she out wildly wrote that on her. <laughs> Bro, I'm getting a threesome on my birthday, apparently. Oh, okay, I guess. Look. <laughs> Look, tell me not. Look, look, okay. read, read it, read it, Marie. Wait, 
Wait, wait, wait, wait. First of all, I just put the mics back on too. So, my bad, y'all. Because oh, that's how okay, distracted. So now we're back. Now we're back. Oh, wow. Okay. So, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Breaking Sports Podcast. Coming to you live on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Once again, shout out to the Joint Chiefs. That was Puffco off of their new album, Chief Cake, available on all streaming platforms. Once again, to my stoners, like, if y'all looking for some ill music to um, listen to during your sessions, those are the guys you want to listen to. Best, best stoner rap group in New York City, if not everywhere. And pull up on the 11th to the Shillelagh Tavern for the Warzone launch and KDK's birthday. You'll see what the fuck I mean. Yes. Shout out to the Joint Chiefs once again. Sunny, Ralph, and Gio. Love y'all. I can't with this, Katie. Yo, but I'm getting a threesome. So apparently, Katie gave a threesome on this day. Yes! <laughs> okay! Congratulations. Oh my god. And if you want to see the fuckery, please follow us on NYC. <laughs> <laughs> another thing. Another thing I'm coming to you live from YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. We're coming to you live on the Rise on NYC website, which is up right now. Yes. Oh my god. So, follow us at Rise NYC or go to www.rawzonenyc.com. Watch us live, watch past episodes. Um, Tuesday, we going live. It's literally going to be on the 8th. So once the show ends, it's officially going to be my birthday. So I'm very scared to see what these fools have planned. Because Mikey claimed we're two, we're two broke people. <laughs> um, so he wasn't going to do what I did for his birthday. Because if everyone has seen that episode, I really just betrayed him on so many levels. Had a group chat with his brother, his girlfriend, a whole bunch of our friends, some of his best friends that he didn't know that I knew, and I had everyone pull up to the station on him. Aww. So, and as soon as, bro, it was so bad. Like, his girlfriend played him so bad that he wasn't, um... She made it, she convinced the fuck out of him. She wasn't pulling up for her to just pull up. So he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So because of that, I don't know whether to believe him that we're going to have a calm episode. Um, I try, I, I try not to partake in it, in the planning of it. I don't, because if I do, then I have to think like a manager, and I'd rather think of dumb blindness at that point. Okay. Well, either way, sounds like you're going to have a splendid night. <laughs> Yo, seriously, though. That was, that was dope. See, that, that distracted me so that we forgot to turn the mic on before. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Oh. Okay. So shout out to Rogue. Yeah, shout, shout out to Um, but yes. Tell them what to perform. Oh, listen. They have an open discussion out now about for all who follow them and listen to music like I do. Y'all can hear from me right now. What y'all should perform, the Joy Chiefs, which y'all should perform, y'all definitely need to perform Puffco. You guys definitely need to perform uh Smoking on Camera. I know that's a, I, I know I know that how elaborate that song is, but that song is gonna get people fucking dancing. Uh, you guys definitely have to do. Um, 
you guys definitely have to do ashes and you guys definitely have to do the first that is the stoner anthem no matter how high you never always remember the first so that that's what y'all need to play i need to play puffco you need to play smoking on camera you need to play ashes and y'all definitely need to play um first well they only got three songs so oh, three songs so all right so, what the fuck does this look like the give back huh? oh i thought they I, oh, I thought that they were um headlining this thing i mean i know it's, it's, like an, give back. it's an open mic bro oh, it's open mic. okay okay so in that case so puffco smoking on camera and the first that's what y'all need to perform and that's the words from scorpio p there you go now maestro now, once again, shout out to the Joy Chiefs back to our regular scheduled programming. So let's get back into this fight night, shall we? We already know that Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather are set to go on an eight-round bout this Sunday in Miami. But Logan Paul is convinced he's gonna beat Floyd Mayweather when they square off. <clears throat> that won't feature judges that won't declare an official winner. I wish we could say the R word on here. So, and this is what Logan Paul said. I don't have a message for him right now through a camera. I'm just about to walk out of these doors sitting in front of me to face off with him. And I'll just tell him straight to his face, you're going to quit in six, old man. So he literally has, he, he says he will beat Floyd by the sixth round. What is okay. going on? Okay. I'm not high enough for this. I'm not high enough for this. <laughs> I'm already starting rolling up again. Does he have any mental illnesses that we don't know about? I don't know if he has many, any mental illnesses. I just think he's a bit delusional. I I mean, what like, is dude, going like, on? Like, I'm surprised he feels he's going to lay a finger on Mayweather at all. I don't think Mayweather's going to get touched. Y'all don't understand. Did, do y'all not remember the fucking um, fight against him and Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor didn't lay a finger on him. Oh my God. And Logan Paul is. And he almost knocked. This is why a lot of people are saying, yo, Floyd's going to knock him out because he almost knocked like Conor McGregor out. He knocked yeah. him mad a couple times. He almost knocked him. He was close. But I mean, that was when we first on S3 radio. Like, watching with, like, um, we watched the aerial spot. Like, shout out to my bro, Adio Flores. I'm one of my very best friends. Like, Yo, if you need to get your insurance done, I would hit that homie up, yes, please. Yeah, get him up to get to get your insurance done. But um, like he's a wizard of that shit. But um, but listen, y'all. At the end of the day, he almost knocked Conor McGregor out. That's what everyone's saying. Like, yo, he hasn't touched the knock Logan Paul out. But I think that he's past that. He's he's Logan Paul's not going to lay a finger on Floyd. I can I can almost guarantee that. Like, it's not happening. And Logan Paul went as far as to say, I was waiting for the guy in the black suit to approach me and be like, yo, we'll pay you 50 million to fill this fight. We can't afford Floyd losing. That's what he told TMZ. And he said, but it never happened. So yeah. he's fully invested in this sure, but I think he's in I don't think he's watched anything of Floyd Mayweather to even like say this. He's like, listen, you really think that you're gonna lay a hand on the guy? You know what? I don't think he's going to touch. I wish I had an ounce of his confidence. That's insane. To, what type of ego-tripping bullshit is he on? 
Who is his trainer that, that he's gassing him up this much? I have so many questions. What is going on is my biggest question. <laughs> but I have so many. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be surprised if, Lo if Logan Paul lands at least eight punches. He's not. He's. He's. Ugh. He's not. He's not. I do not believe that Floyd's gonna break a sweat. Has bro. anyone seen Logan Paul throw a punch? And, and think about it this way. Do you think what is his punch gonna look like? I, I saw him get thrown over the top rope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Pussy boy. ass motherfucker. Oh, boy. So serious. Jesus Christ. Again, if you are buying this fight. Definitely, definitely let your girl know. Word. Hit, <laughs> hit, hit, hit us up here in the break room. Yo, we'll come through, talk our shit, enjoy ourselves. Word. Hit us up. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button and connect with us on all social media being like, hey, Phil, hey, Marie, I got a spot for y'all. Facts. I'm sure as hell not paying for it. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm hit some of my people up and see what's going on. But yes. That that's fucking hysterical. Yeah. He's not laying a finger on um on Floyd. Are you kidding me? Nah, bro. I don't think it's happening. Yeah. So it's gonna be like y'all. Just hope that y'all who are purchasing the fight, hope y'all are doing it with an open mind that y'all could be being set up for disappointment. There is a very very stark possibility. Oh, so you mean like you a, a knockout? You're not going to get. I don't think so. Oh, oh, so pretty much if you're a Knicks fan, just brace yourself again. Oh, fuck you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not 100% with his, with his uh, predictions. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Here, it wouldn't make sense for good TV. It would make sense. But you know what? If I was Floyd Mayweather and I was protecting my legacy, I would have a battery in my back to knock this motherfucker out. Oh, he's going to try to. I just think that when it gets down to it, once Floyd gets to a rhythm, he's going to be like, wow, I really got this guy in a yo-yo. I'm going to just chill for a second let him knock himself out. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that he's going to get, like, dizzy and shit. He's going to fall to the mat. You're like, you okay? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just I'm just chilling. I think he's just going to be chilling, yo, because that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt Logan Paul more. The fact that he's just going to chill and not have a finger laid on him that's gonna fuck with Logan Paul more, and that's what I—that's just gonna be the funnier thing to me. You know what's gonna be the funniest thing? Mm. I bet the entrances are gonna be. Funny. Oh, the entrances are gonna be outlandish as fuck. That's gonna be all pop and circumstance. That's gonna be—that's gonna be a grandiose like spectacle. Yeah. That's gonna be funny. I wouldn't put it past Logan Paul to like show up in like the. The Cardi B metal suit that she wore. Stop <laughs> it. He, he'd do that shit, too. He would. He would do that shit. Some dumb shit. Yep. I just yes can't fuck fathom, he would. But I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nah, he would do that shit. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. We'll, vi we'll visit this one more time before um, the show ends. But up, up next right now, here's Marie with the news. Yay!
Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor rematch has been discussed by Mayweather Promotions CEO. Really? Yes, do do you see what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Everybody I, I, wants to fight this man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whether they're qualified or not. Sure. After Floyd Mayweather gets done with Logan Paul, <laughs> his eyes should be set on Conor McGregor. Absolutely, Mayweather said Thursday. Oh, he wants this shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, quote, the beef is all these guys look up to me, steal my blueprint, and then they hate on me. Mayweather earned a 10th round TKO of McGregor in an August 2017 bout that ranks among the largest pay-per-view fights in history. <laughs> yo, that's good. I'm telling you, that was a good fight. That was a good fight, yo. Showtime said the fight generated more than 600 million in, in domestic <laughs> revenue, with 4.3 million homes purchasing the bout. Wow. Crazy. Connor, if you're listening, you can get that to Mayweather Promotion CEO Leonard LRB said. McGregor, a UFC superstar who is making his boxing debut in the matchup, has called out Mayweather on a number of occasions for a rematch. Of course he has. Of course. In May, McGregor called Mayweather's fight against Paul embarrassing. <laughs> listen, and I know why he said that, because listen, y'all can say what y'all want is. about Conor McGregor. He talks the shit he talks for a reason. He, under he, 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 he understands like what he has brought and what he means to UFC. No one else would have been able to do what he did um, in the ring with Floyd. So I definitely understand it, and I'm all for that. I'd much rather watch a rematch between McGregor and Mayweather rather than watch Logan Paul versus Mayweather, to be brutally honest with you. But, but nah, it's, once again, money grab and like Mayweather said, he ain't interested in regular fights anymore. This is what it's about. So if he has an opportunity to make another 102 million or more fighting um Conor McGregor again, then why the fuck not? Yep. But uh, apparently, so so uh, Conor McGregor wants to say, uh, pro to pro, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. He will not scratch 10 million for this fight, and he knows yeah, it. She's talking about the fucking shit between him and Logan Paul. Yep. He said, uh, the fight was canceled once already. Mm. The world right. is watching this on Twitter. <laughs> He'd fight a half-decent pro and command upwards of $20, yet. <laughs> He's so mad! I fucking can't. He's so mad, bro. He said, whatever. He said, whatever we spend this, it's sad. Fight someone for real on your record or fuck off, mate. <laughs> I love yo, it so much. Yo. You I can't mean, hate this guy. Yeah, you can't hate that guy at all. <laughs> Listen, a lot of shit that the UFC has now is because of Tommy Trucker. He knows that. He oh, understands yeah. his club. That's why I think that that would be a much better money grab if they decided to do that rematch instead. Okay. That makes so much more sense. But you know what? It is what it is. Like I said, people will buy this fight. I just think that if you don't walk into it with an open mind, my friend, because right here, this tells you straight up, 
you you're gonna be disappointed somewhere. You better walk into this with an open mind, expecting not to see like a pure boxing match, because you're not gonna like it. And that's what Conor McGregor has ultimately acknowledged that this is this is strictly for shits and giggles. Is it embarrassing? Yes, but I understand that it's strictly for shits and giggles. Yeah, and I respect him so much more for that though. Like he's like, I'm a pro. He's a pro. This is beneath him. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and it's beneath McGregor. He wouldn't do something like that. It does. It does make me uh, scratch my head and think a little bit harder about like Floyd's fucking character and where he planned on going with his career from the beginning. It's kind of making himself seem like like a sideshow type of thing. Like, well, if well, he's going with the money though. That's what it is. He's going where the money's going. Yeah, but That's, like, where's your self-respect as a professional? It went down the drain with COVID-19. Not only that, no. it went down the drain when they decided to give him $103 billion for this shit. That's yeah. a pride, really. But anyway, continue. Uh, that was it. That was it. Uh, uh, next up, next up, uh, Lions Dan Campbell wears racing helmets at press conference. Yo, this was mad funny. This was <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Wilbur <laughs> and Marshall Detroit Grand Prix. As the new head coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell is attempting to instill certain values into his team, namely a sense of pride to replace the stigma of being the most historic of the NFL's wayward franchises. In doing that, Campbell's methods have been a touch unconventional, as is one of his ways of connecting with the greater Detroit area. On Thursday, Dan Campbell began his press conference during the Lions OTAs by wearing a full-size racing helmet uh -huh. after being named the Grand Marshal of the upcoming Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix for the NTT IndyCar Series. Wow. Well, congrats to him for that. <laughs> yes. Yes, congrats for that. Um, and crickets for the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> you know, Campbell, who is entering his first season as Lions head coach, will give the command to start engines for the first race of the duel in Detroit doubleheader. He Go said, ahead. quote, I know I'm a little muffled, but I figured <laughs> but I figured I would start with this. He said, I want to thank the Detroit Grand Prix for allowing me to be Grand Marshal on June 12th at Belle Isle. As you can see, I'm pretty excited about that. It gives me a chance to go out and see some of our fans who I know will be out there but then just watch a good race and some good people. I'm pretty excited about it. He's, oh, he sounds yo, so adorable like a kid. Yo, yo. With his fucking helmet. <laughs> hey, listen, the best thing about this helmet, maybe he should get those helmets for the rest of the team so they're not fighting kneecaps on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never letting that joke go. Please Ever. Don't. Ever. Yo, it stays just as good as the Ever. Like, Ever. yo. I'm like, listen, whatever floats your boat, fam. I didn't even know they had a Greg Marshall for that shit. So I learned, so you taught me something new. But. <laughs> Speaking of helmets. Detroit. <laughs> Speaking but, of helmets. Yo, but Detroit. 
<laughs> Wait, what am I speaking about? <laughs> what are we talking about now? What the uh, fuck? <laughs> I had to come off mute for that. What the fuck? And wondering about people's mental health. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. that's a good segue. That was a great segue. Oh, my Thank God. I, I yes. thought it was going to be left. Oh, Wait, right. Yo, no, no, that was great. Good shit. That's Marie with the news. Yes. Woohoo! But yes, before we go to our next music break, thank you so much for reminding me of that. Yes. I want to get into this right quick. And we never got to uh, do our mental health check for this uh, episode. Mm, we will, though. Okay. I got you on that. Okay, so let's, so let's get up. Okay. okay. I, already, I, I, I already got you on that. You're perfect. Mm-hmm. You're so, perfect. So, speaking of helmets, there's been something very alarming happening I don't know if anyone's familiar with the term race norming. So it's basically like replacement norms. So that basically is is that you're using race to normalize a certain behavior. Mm. So the NFL previously assumed that its black players had a lower cognitive function starting point when determining payouts stemming from its settlement on brain injury. Damn. I want people to think about that for a second. The NFL oh, Wait, are they trying to say because they... Wait, wait, wait. They're not trying. They said it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see where I'm going with this shit now. So, <clears throat> on Wednesday, McLaren Dale at the Associated Press reported that the league pledged to stop such race norming and go back to review past settlement cases for potential bias. Such practices is what made it more difficult for former black players to meet the criteria necessary to qualify for the payments that they were giving to these players for CTE. For those who know what CTE is, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Concussions, guys, when your brain, when your skull gets knocked upside so hard, your brain shakes in its skull. And it, it literally causes your brain to degenerate over time. Not over the, time, uh, over a short period of time. So people should understand about that. Yeah, because there's an early onset. It's just when the degeneration really happens later on, it happens so rapidly that, especially in an advanced age, it literally takes the body apart. Yeah. And they went as far as saying, like, the replacement norms will be applied prospectively and retrospectively for those players who otherwise would have qualified for an award, but for the application of race-based norms. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, they were literally quite quite literally saying that, oh, black players were kind of slow to begin with. Why should we give them extra? Why should we give them the same amount? Crazy as shit. I mean, but you know what? If you think about, you know, other findings that are ridiculous that they're happening recently, you know, with black patients in the hospital, they're assuming that they assumed that we could just naturally, we had a higher threshold for pain, so they weren't giving people exactly. pain medications. Race norming, race norming, crazy. How are you gate who? How did this take so long for people to quote unquote figure out? It's not even so much that it took them long to figure out. 
it took them long to acknowledge it that it's as big a problem as it is. They knew they were doing that shit. They knew what they were doing, but now it's it's to the light where y'all can't do this shit anymore. But it's just egregious to hear like, wait, the they're able to behind it. You're, they found another way to discriminate against us or yeah. Can we get a fuck you to the NFL? Yes, we can, absolutely. Because it's like every other day we hear about some new shit, some new relationship with the NFL. They ain't nobody. We get we, we get it. Like, yes, we watch the NFL and we enjoy it and we love it for what it is. And at the end of the day, it's still fuck the NFL, bro, because they do this all the time. All the time. Bullshit. All the time. That is really fucking ridiculous, bro. They do this all the time. Am I surprised by this? No. Am I shocked that that's the extent of this going on? Oh, absolutely. This is fucking insane. Yeah. So you're not going to give... Phil? Yeah. Here. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. But yeah, like, I'm telling you, that that's some egregious ass shit. I, I didn't have the flag, so I just threw the, the wraps. Thank you. Definitely a flag on the play. And you know what? That is a flag on the play. It's even more flag on the play. It's, let's let's call a flag on the science behind it. Because you know what? It doesn't even take science, actually. It takes a gathering of stats. I mean, a lot of these players, they come out of college, see these motherfuckers' grades. Exactly. So that's a bunch of bullshit, and they knew it was bullshit, and now they're going, oh, we just recently proved the science. You didn't prove with yeah, no damn yeah, science. Fuck the shit, bull. You didn't look at nobody's motherfucking brain. You didn't prove the damn thing, You didn't do none of that shit. Y'all just decided, oh, they're starting to get mad. Yep, here's they're another, starting here's, to get mad a, now. Yeah, here's another way to fuck with them. You know, and, and we're not taking that shit no more. And we have good lawyers now. We have black good lawyers now. And you can't do that shit to people. Tell them, girl. Said, I done looked at the science. You didn't look at shit. Bro, that's like, this is right now the equivalent, right? And I don't know if you heard about the controversy between, not controversy, but pure stupidity of um Cody Rhodes. Uh-oh. What do you do now? Where he talked about, um, you, you know how his promos suck, right? Uh, Let's talk about that. His promos just fucking suck, in my opinion. He's done better as of late. He could. Has he? No. So the American Dream put some stupid shit out saying he made a focus group to test out his promos. Fam, fam, asking Taker and a whole bunch of people. If this is a good promo, is not considered a focus group, sir. <laughs> a focus group is a group literally of 20 to 30 people. If you look for a small focus group at random, by the way. So literally have to come out of a database. Um, you have to hire a company to do that. All of 
Like, I don't know the company. What the hell do I look like? Definitely in Ivy Productions. We don't we don't do that shit. We don't. Not, at all. Not right now. Yeah. Pay. Not yet, not yet, y'all. Not yet anyway. Pay me. Um. Yeah. But. It just people sit there and they think so ignorantly, I guess you want to call it, in all the realm of the sports uh, universe, because you're literally putting so much race into, like, there's no need for you to, to say because they're black just there, I everything with the concussion has to be less. No, they're still a fucking person, bro. The fuck, man. With like the same qualifications and sometimes better than other people. And we're not gonna say who any of these people are because it's literally everyone does. They wouldn't treat anybody else than us like that. They wouldn't treat any other group of people that way. And it's sad. It's sad the ways that they continue to try to torture and belittle us, really, um, in a prolonged and systematic way. It's it's sad. These families of these men who have taken hit after hit after hit are watching their loved ones deteriorate, and they're not getting the same compensation when they've seen these motherfuckers hit the books in school, mm-hmm. when they've seen them keep up the standards, and, some, and in some cases go above those standards mm-hmm. and excel and excel in so many different ways in their lives, and then they're left to rot because of the color of their skin? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And if that's the case, then we should have never had all of us together in one league. If you want to try to pay us separately and treat us differently, then have our own league. And we'll treat each other properly. Don't have us around and not treat us properly. Bro, when you even with the WWE, right, they downplay their African-American roster so much, right? First of all, let's start with what they're doing with Apollo Cruz, right? Yeah. You could definitely be Nigerian, and I'm not taking away from that, but the way they have him exploiting it, like, it, like it's the Black Panther Wakanda Forever type of thing, and they do that with most of their black characters. Who's the who's the Jamaican guy that's like Kofi Kingston? Fucking, yes, he's not, he's not Jamaican. That shit is ridiculous. Like the fucking he has the the flag and he has fucking. He came out with that at first and stopped lots. doing that shit, but yeah. people started calling him. But so even crazy, but so. even that, like it just they make our truth look like a tard. Let's say it like that. Since we can't say the R word, so at least we can say tard. <laughs> um, FCC could come get me afterwards. Yeah. So you have you. They made our truth look like a. This time they make him. Let's call a spade a spade. And I hate saying it like this because I'm I'm the color of my skin, but fuck, man, it makes them look like a an uneducated, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I. You're not the only one that didn't like it. I thought it was absolutely horrendous the heel turn that they gave him. I was like, y'all didn't need to make y'all didn't need to turn him into um, fucking Uncle Ruckus. You did not have to do that. <laughs> Thank you. you. That was the word. I just couldn't. Ruckus. One, I couldn't find no, it. No, no, no. They tried to make him a pseudo Uncle Ruckus, and I hated that. It's yeah. not they the boondocks. Tried to do what they tried to do with Booker T. Yeah. Oh, they, they but but Booker T. 
And Booker T is also like that uncle that will go and shit on the new generation. But but he's but but he's straight true to his own energy, and that's what I always respected about Booker T. But they just turned our truth into Uncle Ruckus, and I was like, nah, dude. That's I mean, look. That's how we do it. Just look at the current roster, right? Mm-hmm. You have right now the current WWE champion Bobby Lashley as you know this brolic, you know. Philanderer, though, like a very business like type of philanderer. Well, meanwhile, he had a whole wife and kids at home living like that whole, whole, like, not religious, but like, damn, he's like one of that, those dads. So it's just like the way they make it, they, they like to scandalize the black culture and they like to stigmatize black culture, and it's really wrong. And weird because you know it's, what? There's a lot of White athletes and other races. That are stupid as fuck. Logan Paul. Fuck. Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't a fucking scholar. Fucking Tom Brady is not the smartest book in the fucking. You know what I'm saying? You really don't like Tom Brady. No. Who the fuck likes Tom Brady? I like him actually. I do like him. Baby, listen. He's not a fucking scholar and he doesn't have to be. He plays sports. You can't sit here and be like, these motherfuckers are dumb. Like, this But listen, man, they fucking up with soccer too. Let's, 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 no, no, stop, no, stop, 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 fuck, stop. No, 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 listen, I was gonna say, we like in international soccer, I'm gonna go get my rolling tray. Their issues too. Don't you, don't you ever get it? Oh, yeah. The European Super League. Oh, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Fuck the cup. There you go. The Undertone right is alone. Right there. Right there. So, listen. Listen, I'm not getting that shit twisted at all. We already knew what time it was. Yeah, I'm just saying that, shit. like, towards the ultimate unifier of people, or at least that's what we all perceive it should be. Yes. And the fact that this is what's literally been happening, like, this y'all, y'all want to tear this shit apart? Go right ahead. Please but, don't. but 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 don't take us with you. Please don't. Leave that in the past. Don't take us with you. Thank you. Let's keep moving forward. Let's let's have that love in the air, that atmosphere, Amen. that camaraderie. Fuck and love, it's sports. Atmosphere. Oh, we also got a check in from our, our boy from the Meat Back Podcast. Yay! Yay, thank you so much, bro. Good good looking out. How how is he? Okay. Hold on, before we go to our music break, guys. Good afternoon, good evening, Scorpio P and Marie from the Break Room Sports Podcast, and Katie from Ivy Productions. Happy Friday! My bad for being late due to the rain. I know, fuck the rain, G Money Stacks. I'm not too good. My my ceiling is a little fucked up in the other rooms, so I'm pissed. (laughs) But he. He also asked, how was your recent Memorial Day weekend, mentally, physically, and spiritually, guys? Are we getting into it now or are we going to get into it when we get back? We're going to get into it when we get back after 
Okay, so we're gonna ask this when we get back from Bic. Um, up next on our TBR playlist, um, you heard this, um, uh, one of the songs. We're feeling pretty good. Uh, Phil's doing very good. Well. How are you, Marie? Fuck Phil. How are you feeling? I have been enjoying the rain. There you go. Um, so it's something that reminds me of home and something that gives me peace because I actually live in the Bronx and the Bronx has the most green acreage, uh, prior to contrary belief. And allergies. We have a lot of flowers, a lot of trees, a lot of grass, um, the most in the city, even though Manhattan has Central Park. We we still have more. Um, So it's a really beautiful smell after it rains, and I've been writing a lot. But, you know, when, when you're... I enjoy work. I enjoy what I do. It makes me very happy, and I just can't wait moving forward to work more like i'm getting a little antsy right now i have a lot of stuff coming up so i guess it's like good mix with you know no same here same here yeah. like, it's, it's good mixed with you know i got shit together so yeah coming up i got three shows this month yeah um i got the 11th i don't know if show these happen but um that's me and on the 20th i'm going to be doing a special father's day show with like that not me. Yes. performing at the Style concert Make sure y'all pop out, pop out with pops. I got a special. I got, I got, I got a special set. It's, it's a night celebrating minute music, so I'm really looking forward to it. I got a box of pops. Does that count? <laughs> You're stupid. But, and then um. Uh, but then, uh, and after that, I'm going to be doing the Summer Breeze concert and pop-up shop for Rock New Entertainment on the oh, 26th. For real? To close everything out. Yes, indeed. Yes, That's indeed. And I got a couple more things going on with Coexist, so y'all stay tuned for that. I got something big planned for, 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 um, for the end of June as well, so y'all stay tuned for that. But no, nah, it's just a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts, just trying to stay relaxed throughout it all. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to talk about it. Yeah. When you're feeling melancholy or weird, but you're still working and you're still going and you love what you do, yeah. it's a weird mixture of feelings. Especially when you end up, like, think about a lot of us athletes and artists. Yes. Is that. Especially artists. Especially artists. We take our work very seriously. And yes. a lot of the time, a lot of the shit we do comes from dark places. And in yes. turn, I don't feel that we give athletes enough credit for battling through their dark places and when they're excellent yeah. at what they fucking do. Are we going to say her name? You can say her name. Do it! Yes. Yes, and you know, we definitely feel you. We definitely support you, um, and we're all just waiting with open arms when you do decide to speak. But you have that right to. You have that right to just feel like you know what? I'm in grind mode right now. I haven't really talked about myself. I don't want to talk about myself. I want to push through this, continue <coughs> doing what I do, 
take it out in my work, and she's gonna hit the fuck out of those balls. And, <laughs> and you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me directly of the, the war between NFL reporters and Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Because remember when he would just come to every interview and say, I'm about that action ball. Yep. I'm here so I won't get fined. Yep. But no one had his back. Everyone was saying he was a dick. I think it's because she's a woman that people feel more for her emotions and they're not calling her a dick. But I think you have that right to say, hey, I am not mentally in the space to do this that right now. Not in the mental space to talk to y'all. They find her $15,000. But again, in the moment they find her, they violated her First Amendment right, freedom of speech, or to not speak. So now she, if she really wanted to, and if she does, she's gonna, she, she should do the right thing and just sue the fuck out of them. Okay, because especially after the year that we've had, what organization would go and literally tell one of their star athletes that they need to not fucking. You have to put on a smile and stand in front no. of the camera. No, if they told me, and I, if they told, if I wasn't running Ivy Productions and they told me I had to go and sit and talk after my brother died, they could all suck my dick and I'll walk out. Yep. Fuck them. We don't know what's going on with her because she's not speaking and she has the right to do that. If someone asks you what's wrong and you don't fucking know them like that and you're. You're not, you know, she's not a radio person. She's in the entertainment industry. Well, technically she is because sports is a part of entertainment. But these people, they're not, you know, trained in theater. They're not trained to, like, personally, person to person entertain you. You watch what they do. They go the fuck home. They train. They come back. The next time you see is how hard they trade and what the fuck they do. Some of these people, and it's been a problem for a while, like I said, they, they, wanted to have that personal time to step down to say yo i really i'm not in the mental space for this but you know what it was finally a woman and a woman in her prime up and coming um you know and she i think that's why she got this sympathy that mm-hmm. she got because there's been countless men who have been like i don't want to fucking do this and they ate the fines yep. and they got called a dick and so much hate she had then then so fuck I mean, listen, she shouldn't be getting that. She shouldn't. Okay, no, no one should be getting that. No one should have gotten that. In all reality, and people don't think about the ramifications, they, they easily could have said, when you hit me with the fine, that you're jeopardizing my mental health. So that is a risk to my health. That's a risk to my safety. Yeah. So if that is compromised and you're going to charge me $15,000, I will slap you with a lawsuit. What she has done so far, I think she might take further action, but what she has done so far, she's uh, withdrawn herself from the uh, French Open. Mm-hmm. Um, but and- don't, but here's the thing though. Don't take it the fuck away from her. No, no, she she withdrew. No, she withdrew. no, no, no. I'm telling no, uh, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everyone that's hating on her. I'm talking about everyone that's hating on her because a lot of people one they want to bring up where she's from. It has nothing to do about where she's from. It has nothing to do about her nationality. And if a man is salty at this point about this, 
type of subject when you could have easily done the same thing because that is your basic human right if you were denied your access to free speech or not to even fucking say what the fuck you want to say keep it to yourself you can exercise that right there's also the fifth amendment okay you by no if you, you could eat the 15k but don't come after her her dignity fucking look out for yourself Serena Williams multiple times and being ranked number one in the world at age 22. People don't, we don't get people like Naomi Osaka often. So we need to understand that if she is not speaking for whatever reason is, she is more than warranted of that respect as anyone else would be. But that's exactly like what happened with Shaw Guerrero. I don't know if you heard, but she had, you know, in the sense retired from wrestling don't know why she had to she stepped away from it but all she put was one post and people had to respect it that's how it is y'all and that's what but that's what we as media don't fucking realize and we we attack people and we need to fucking stop like yeah. like you can't keep attacking these people it's one of the things that the, that all these teams most always cry because in the because at the end of the day the media is going to do what they have to do to get the story. We understand that. We yeah. are working in media. We here right now on this podcast, we do the same thing that y'all do every day. We, we, we gather information from what is said from these players and these analysts and everyone else, and we draw our opinions based on them and give y'all these stories. This is what this is media 101. But we have the wherewithal where we are sensitive, sensitive and to that information privy to how it's being distributed and what we all need to understand as media is you need to have some sort of sensitivity and understanding of the 
the human condition that because we are all humans too. This you know, industry destroys you. Listen, Phil. Yeah. I've said this in many interview in the interviews that I do do because I don't do interviews often. Yeah. I'm in front of the mic and I'm here and I'm always talking my shit, but I don't sit there on another platform and really talk about what I have to say because in the end of the day, they're still gonna twist it because this this entertainment industry and the sports industry and all these conglomerates, they kill you. They kill every source of humanity that you have left in you. So for my sake and my mentality, where I can still conduct my businesses knowing I still have some type of mental clarity and I have some dignity in me, why would I go through that? Why the fuck would I go through that? Shout out to Naomi Osaka once again. Heart goes out to you. For you. Do what you gotta do and do take as much time do. as you need and fuck Listen, the, the game ain't going nowhere. Nope. You're still number one in the world. Who gives a rip? Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you. She's earned that and we need to respect that. Yep. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. So, last thing I want to get into before we um, close out. Do you want to take one more music break? Can we? Do we have yes. Uh, we went. Facebook, IGTV, YouTube. Y'all better subscribe. Once again, once again, shout out to the homie 30 Chalice. That was his new single, All Star Mode, on all streaming platforms and services right now. Make sure y'all go get that. Smoke some to that. Yes, that was so fitting for what we just talked about as well. Aha, see that? See that? Yes. But yes, indeed. Yo, speaking of All Star Mode, right? Nice little segue here. So this this will be the last topic before we wrap things up tonight. So, I know what everyone was thinking when... Oh, you got a comment before you start. Sorry, sir. Yes. Um, G-Money Stack says, I really doubt that Logan Paul is going to be Floyd Mayweather, him and his brother Jake Paul are cornballs. It's not even so much as they're cornballs. Like I said, Logan Paul's not touching Floyd. Not touching him, fam. Not touching him. He's not laying any significant punches. Nothing's happening. He's gonna have him on a yo-yo, and and people are going to be very fucking upset. But aside from that, here's one thing that some people are very upset about. Shout out to G Money Stacks once again, and I'd love to hear his take on this shit. So there are two players in particular who, since 2010, we have seen in every single NBA Finals. Mm, I'm I'm talking about LeBron James. Yes. I'm talking about Steph Curry. Yes. Basically, one and two, if you want to really count, like, who's the best Who's the best player in the league. Like, you can throw KD in there, Kawhi in there, Joella Bede in there, a couple others. Um, but Steph Curry is always going to be in the top ten. Oh, yeah. And it's all LeBron. Yeah, yeah. It's all LeBron. I mean, LeBron's always going to be in the top five. Uh, but when it comes to Steph and LeBron, they have meant a lot more to the fabric of the NBA Finals for the past 10 years than probably any other two superstars. What? Like, like, yeah, seriously. Like, we've literally seen these two go through a, an entire bout four straight years. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and before that, we saw LeBron a, a previous four straight years in Miami in the Finals. I'm sorry, I'm just... I'm thinking about 90s and, and early then the, 2000s. Still. And then the year after um, 
the Cleveland, uh, Return to Cleveland saga, we see Steph and the Warriors go against that Toronto. That was a good year. That was a good year. That was a great finals. That Toronto, um, that Toronto Golden State finals, Lord, that was great. I don't know. It still makes me uncomfortable to hear anybody besides, like, the people I grew up idolizing being called, like, the most valuable or greatest players. Not, well, My goes, well, Michael Jordan. Well, the, way, the way that I categorize shit like that, and this is the argument I always have with people, is that I don't believe in the greatest of all time. I believe in the greatest of each generation. Okay, okay. That's okay. what I believe. And I believe that I'm a little comes, more at ease now. No, of course, of course. And of this generation that we have right now, I don't think no other two players have been more significant. Maybe Kevin Durant would be third, but no other two players have been more significant than LeBron James and Steph Curry. Yes. And for the first time in 10 years, we will not see either of them in the NBA Finals. Because, of course, just last night, the Lakers were eliminated in a gigantic blowout loss <laughs> last Sorry. night. It shouldn't they, be so funny. They fell behind by 30 points, man. Everyone that knew what time was it was. Hilarious. And Anthony Davis, poor Anthony Davis, you know, he tried his best to battle through that armoroid injury the best he could. Oof. He literally could not move, bro. He could not move. I got the jumps down there when you talked about it. Oh my over, God. There, over there trying to defend Paul and Booker, and he was just getting his ass handed to, to finally, like, he, he left in the second quarter. He was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And the moment he walked out, everyone knew what time it was. Damn. And That's a fact. Sons, that was the point. The Suns pounced, yo. Yeah. <laughs> they were oh, like, they no. got eaten up. I'm sorry. Yo, going into going into halftime, the score, like, it was a 30, it was like a 28-27 point swing in favor Facts. of the Suns. And I'm just sitting here like, you know what? I understand. Like, bad breaks happen this way. And what people need to understand about Steph and LeBron is that they literally did everything that they put for their teams, especially going into these playoffs. They both had to go through the play-in tournament. They faced each other in the play-in tournament. The Lakers ended up winning that game, and that's how they ended up against the Suns. Steph didn't have any injuries this season, right? Who? Steph didn't have any injuries. He didn't have any injuries. He was without Clay Thompson again for the second straight year because after Clay Thompson tore his ACL in that final against, against the Raptors, he um, ended up getting an Achilles injury in the offseason, preparing to come back to be in the bubble, mm-hmm. which is what cut him out for which is what cut him out for this year. Yeah. Because in Achilles takes one to two years to heal. Yeah. And ACL is six months to heal. Yeah. The Achilles is the absolute worst. It, that Achilles is what took Kevin Durant out. Because Kevin Durant suffered from that Achilles in that finals against Toronto when he was still with Golden State. That's why he couldn't play all year last year for Brooklyn. So crazy. It's it's tough. Like both these teams have to go through massive bad breaks. We saw LeBron once again go through another significant injury. That took him out for a couple months. Same thing with Anthony Davis. And let's call a spade a spade what it is, buddy. Anthony Davis is injury, bro. It is what it is. Call it what it is, bro. He's 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 one of the greatest big men in, in the league. Yes. He's at injury, this point, bro. so is LeBron. No, I mean, LeBron is at that age where he has the experience. LeBron don't care. He's going to do the south side. Exactly. He's still going to keep doing the same thing. But Anthony Davis. Since his, since his days at Kentucky. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not arguing about that at all. Since his days at Kentucky, he's had a lot of injuries. This go, man is unlucky as hell. Like, like, if you look at his injury history, like, it was said best on the herd with Colin Cowherd earlier this week. It's an operation board. 
The only person that probably has more injuries than him is probably Kyrie Irving. Like he has a lot of shit wrong, and my and my heart goes out to him. But as you gotta call a spade a spade, man, he's injury prone, and that's the reason they got Andre Drummond um, during the season to try to make up for it. But you can only replace the value of Anthony Davis so much, and I think that there's just a bad break that they caught. Same thing with Golden State. Should have been spread out. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he definitely definitely was holding a lot of weight that wasn't his to carry. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a very odd year in that sense. It feels kind of eerie. It feels kind of like, well, then who the hell's gonna win? And it's well, not any favorites. It's gonna be me. Well, well the, teams are, <laughs> the teams are still in the playoffs right now. We're talking about uh, Brooklyn, of course, handled Boston. Like I said, they were going to. I was very, very surprised uh, at the Heat. Once again, they were way too tired to compete with the Bucks. And the Bucks look like they're resurging now. So my pick to win the chip last year might win this year. Like the only team standing in Brooklyn's way is Milwaukee. So they're doing what they're supposed to do. I think that the Sixers are there, like injury bullshit now with Jamal And I'm very, very surprised also that Denver, without Jamal Murray, was able to knock off the Portland Trailblazers. That's why Nikola Jokic, as much as you don't like him, it's an MVP candidate. Whether you want it or not, they were able to take out Damon Mello. And I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, how the fuck did this happen? Okay. <laughs> and that was the best series. Like I said, I knew that was going to be the best series of the first round. I just didn't expect Portland to lose that series. But nah, like we got we got Atlanta going to Brooklyn. Uh Brooklyn's going to handle Atlanta. I think that um Yes, they got their revenge. Like Trey got Trey got his revenge for um, one of our one of our disgruntled fans spitting on him. Yeah. But can I tell you how go, I feel about go, Brooklyn? They go. <laughs> you can tell however you feel about Brooklyn because, like I said, Brooklyn better make the finals. Now they better because they ain't got the Lakers to worry about. They just got to worry about getting through Milwaukee. That's the only team sitting in the way. Go ahead. Have you ever? known somebody or whatever that did not like their personality but you would 100% fuck the shit out of them. Oh my <laughs> god! What the now, fuck do you mean? That's how I feel about Brooklyn. Hands down. That's how I just don't fucking like them. There's just something about them. I don't fucking like them. But it's like, you got it though. You, you got it. You, you got it. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, once again, once again, shout out to the homie Terry Childs. I was talking to him the day after class, and he was saying, yo, Brooklyn's going to take it this year. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I roll my eyes every time uh, I hear their name. I don't know, bro. Y'all got y'all to listen. But they only, got team it, stand, only team standing in Brooklyn's way right now is Milwaukee. That's coming to Even at that, y'all get through Milwaukee, I think they're making the, I think they're making the finals because – the only other team that is going to make the finals, make the East finals at this point, is probably going to be the 76ers. But yeah. 
But then, like yeah. I said, they have their own issues. But y'all look, y'all look out because if they, if, they, if they can't get past Milwaukee, because I think the East Finals is probably going to end up being Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. If if they don't get past Milwaukee, like I said, we will not be talking about them next season, regardless of what what we did, regardless of what they did, we'll be talking about them. But going back on LeBron and Steph, listen, y'all. Sometimes teams get bad breaks. All you all you fair weather Lakers fans, y'all can shut the fuck up now because once again, now all you bandwagon bitches. And here's another thing. LeBron said he ain't playing in the Olympics. You know what his offseason focus gonna be? Space Jam 2. Yeah, I'm weak. I'm fucking weak. <laughs> no, he said it on record. Yeah? He said it on record. He said, I'm not playing in the Olympics this year. My focus is the film. He said it on record. Yo, give it to us. He don't give a fuck. And he don't give a fuck. Like he, That's he, hilarious. He knew what time it was when he had to play the fucking playing tournament. Was he going to keep throwing balls to the wall each night? Absolutely. But the moment Anthony Davis went down in that second quarter, I was like, this is it. That's done. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to make another prediction here. And once again, y'all can shadow me all you want about it, but I feel very confident. Somebody record prediction. this. As a matter of fact, let's oh, look at the scores. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get my shit. Hold on, hold on, so hold on. No. Nine, right? Wait, don't do it yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Let's see. All right. We got you. So, so, double so, recorded. so, we were just talking about the Lakers not going any further now in um, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Clippers are either. The Clippers are down 3 2 to the Dallas Mavericks right now. And they face the Mavericks tonight in Dallas at 9 p.m. I believe that Luka Doncic is going to have another game for the Ages tonight. Mm-hmm. The road team has won every game this series. The first two games in LA were won by Dallas. The next two games in Dallas were won by LA. I think that's I and um, we're, and then la, and then two nights ago, Dallas won in LA again. So now LA is in Dallas, and a lot of people are saying that this is going to go seven games, but it's just, just going to be all road wins. I think that the road shit stops tonight, and I think that the Mavericks wrap it up tonight. And not only are we not going to see LeBron in the finals, we ain't seeing Kawhi and Paul George either. I don't Man. think so. Especially especially <laughs> if they end up winning this series. If the Clippers do end up winning this series, you know what they're going to face after this? Who? The Suns. <laughs> just knock out the Lakers. Yeah. So there you fucking go. <laughs> there you go, bitches. I'm just going to leave it at that. As a matter of fact, let me make sure that that's a bracket before I go anywhere else. I'm, I'm tired of giving this information here. Let's see. Let's see. Bracket right here. So, yeah. Oh, no. It, they'd be facing. Oh, that's even worse. Well, if, the Clip, if the Clippers win, they're facing the Jazz. Oh, that's even worse. Wow. Oh, nah, they're definitely not going to the finals. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. No way. I like I said. I think they lose tonight, and we're going to see Jazz versus Mavericks, which is going to be a much better series, in my opinion, because there's there's no way they're banging with Gobert. No <laughs> way in hell. No way in hell. That's not happening. I'm, I'm, but... I'm very sorry. That's not happen. That's not happening to. That's not happening with the Clippers. I love Ty Lue, but like I said, Paul George ain't built for the playoffs. He never has been. I don't think he ever will be. And Kawhi's not a leader, so I don't know what formula they're gonna have tonight against Luca and the Mavs. 
But in, even in spite of Porzingis and Tim Hardaway not doing what they're supposed to be doing, Luka Doncic is still playing like a kid possessed, and he's shut people down. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. If it goes seven, hey, more basketball for us. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to mean, once again, that like, like this being like an all-road win type of series, it's just going to prove once again. Goddamn. What happened? No, no, it's just, I just dropped my phone. It's just going to prove once again that, hey, you can't build you can't build chemistry overnight, and sometimes you gotta understand when you ain't got a leader, probably the chemistry will never be right. I mean, and that's Philip's prediction. Yup, I predict that the Mavericks win tonight. That should be a new segment. Philip's <laughs> 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 prediction tonight, absolutely. Can you get like a rainbow coming up on this shit? <laughs> I but love yeah. it. Hold into it, guys. Throw tomato. But yes, Throw tomato. So we gotta get out of here. It's nine o'clock. But, uh, we got to get the fuck out of absolutely. here. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> but one last note on the fight. On the fight. That's the last thing. Oh, last yeah. Thing to to the that last thing on the fight. So, so Floyd Mayweather um, just the other, um, yesterday said this about Logan and Jake Paul, saying that they have fooled the public about being real fighters. He literally just said, I take my hat off to these guys. They have done good to fool the public about being some real fighters. Man, you're going to find out Sunday. So. They haven't fooled anybody. What is he exactly, talking like, about? We, 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 we know what time it is, fam. Like, I think he's just thinking, like, more and more people are trying to put pressure on Mayweather saying, like, yo, you're undefeated. So you could be on the line, fam. I like, think the shit talk is getting to him exactly. The shit talk is getting to him because he's in it. But everyone watching is like, no, we know that that was bullshit when he said it. It was just funny. That's why we laughed. Word. <laughs> you know what? We, we, we know what we know what to expect already, money. They're like, we know what to expect. By Don't way, worry. You guys can't see this picture, <coughs> but uh, Logan Paul looks <coughs> so young and so old at the same time. Sorry. He looks like a young Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at this fucking picture of this. Picture. Yo. Can someone get me a penny? Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Yeah, no one thought that they were fighting. Boo boo. Fucking four score seven years ago, motherfucker. He looks like shit. Wow. Main card is set to start at eight. So on Sunday. Yep. So for those of y'all who are purchasing it. Let, Let us know, know by 6 p.m. We'll come through. So we can pull up. It takes Yo, we'll give, we'll give you a streamyard link. Yo, we'll give you a streamyard link. You send it to us. Share your screen. No, I'll pull up. Word. I'll fucking pull up. I will pull up, man. I'll bring some homemade dip, some pie. Yo, but why you don't bring that shit over here, though? Yo, what the fuck, man? At least when Phil does shit and like he talks about his sister stuff, he actually brings that here. Well, 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 <laughs> go in every your corner. Friday, but yes, every but yes. Friday, Katie, every Friday, you want me to make a dip? You want me to make a pie? Don't even tempt me like that because I'm gonna gain the weight I lost. But, exactly. but damn. Every week we can't ball out like that. We can't. I'm on a diet too, you know. Alright, so we can pull out on Friday though. Bet. Alright. No. There you go. There you go. If y'all if y'all if y'all person to fight, y'all let us know. Yes. But yes. Ladies, we'll have a cheat day. ladies and gentlemen. Quite an episode tonight, huh? 
seeing the evolution on this journey and really look, appreciate y'all and look i have a chair guys at first i was sitting on two tiny <laughs> stools one for each ass cheek <laughs> and i was back i love when you tell this story it's always funny as fuck and it was dead serious <laughs> they're, they're over in the corner now two of them looking so defeated Ridic but now i have a chair abandoned us. <laughs> big enough and sturdy enough to fit my ass and i have a back to it so i can lean them she could pop the booty too, you know. I, but I won't, and I don't. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, just just stay tuned for what we're gonna do yeah, to yeah, amp yeah, it yeah, up yeah, next yeah. week and the week after that, and the week we're gonna absolute, come back at you better shout, every time. So once again, shout outs to all the artists that are performing uh, next week. Yes, it's gonna be such a movie. I cannot. Wait. Did I mention that we love independent artists? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, and we'll say it every time. We love y'all so much. We love watching y'all perform live. We love playing you guys on um, our music breaks. You're wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And what happened? Oh, teacher, teacher, teacher. So I found the most appropriate song to close out tonight, right? Being that this is a night about fighting, right? So the song, you after you listen to it, right? Because it's from Honey De Niro on Big Man Global. Okay. It's called Fight Night. Okay. You're going to add that into your playlist, though, after all the improvements I made. You get to make an improvement on that by adding that song into the playlist. It's put number seven. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. So play it out. Can you okay, say okay, well, okay, well, let's so, go. Can we so, say who the fuck we are? And, like, yeah, yeah, say goodbye? Um, real quick before we get to that, I want to just give a couple of shout outs. I want to give a big shout out to another friend of the show whose music you've heard on the show. Commander Flay, Flay. She's, ho she's hosting her Write What You See workshop. It's a writing workshop tomorrow um, at 1 um, in Brooklyn. I think, I think the address is 2 Prince Street. Um, if anything, hit her up to um, RSVP for that. And yes, fellas, you can RSVP for it too. I will be in attendance and I'm looking forward to it. Shout out to see you playing once again. And also, once again, shout out to everyone that um, coexists for um, for everything that they continue to do for theater at coexists and for everything else that they have wrapped me into that I couldn't be more honored to be, be a part of. Thank y'all for that. And I want to also give a big shout out to two other artists that you've um, heard on this show who are good friends of mine, Nick the Model and AE the Broken Artist. They just dropped videos Two of the singles that we play on this show, Coffee and You Don't Know Respectively, it just dropped videos for those songs this week. So shout outs to them. You can follow them so, and check out their shit on YouTube. And finally, once again, I want to give a humongous shout out to um, KDK for all these improvements that we made. And um, yes. those who Yo, the rent's going to go up soon. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one last shout out. 
I want to give a shout out to another artist that you heard on this show, Architect. Today is his birthday. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Architect. Happy birthday, fam. Happy birthday. His music last week. We played Cheers with him and I am Chelsea. I am. They're actually having a party tonight for the Yes, that I it, went to right after Oh, this. look at that. See? Yeah. You know, everyone's so, going everywhere. Shout out to Architect once again, homie. Like, listen, his album, uh, Can We Love, I have like five, six songs of that album in all of my playlists. Like, like, I listen to it every morning when I wake up. Like, shout out to you, my brother. Yes. Much love. Happy soul return, fam. Peace, health, all that your way. Happy um, birthday. Like an hour these, these, Gemini, these Geminis, y'all. Yo, He's the only but I mean, I'm not, <laughs> yo, but I haven't flipped on you yet, so you good. Yes, but I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Listen, I'll, one day I'll just take a bag of chips, bro, I'm sorry. One day you'll text me before I fucking get here and say, hey. Where my chip at? Tell, tell me what type of chips you fucking want and I'll bring them. Yes, so I like honey barbecue, I like sour cream and onion, I like salt and vinegar. And of course, once again, okay, shout out to all the artists that you heard Yo, seriously. The Joint Chiefs. Yes. And once again, the homie of Dirty Chowders. Wait, wait, wait. I got a shout out too, man. Hold on. Yeah, because you got a shout out as well. What's up? Um, so first of all, shout out to the other day. Move is out on all digital streaming platforms. Um, you're still a pain in my ass. I hope you heard that. Yo, Phil will tell you why after. Um, but also if you are in the Queens and the Linden area, please check out Collective RME. They are now doing their mixer. Um, the Collective Touch Mixer. I can't see doors open 8 p.m. $25 cash up for guests 20 at uh, 30 at the door. Um, if you want to perform, their slots still open. Hit up Collective RME. Yes, we love you guys. Shout out to y'all. Have a great night. Yo, shout out to Young West for fixing up this board, bro, yes. helping us out. Yo, shout out to Young Motherfucking West in the building. Tune into, bro. Tune into Collective RME Saturdays three to five on DTF Radio. Go listen to the dope music. Go listen to him, um, the real Amanda Elgin, Wade Elgin, Elgin Sound, the real Manifest. Shout out to the whole team. Less, Jesus Christ, uh, DJ Nigel. Goddamn, there's too many of you. Uh, the whole team, the whole team. Call all of you guys. Yeah. Well, no, I gotta take care of my my rooms. I I, I got ceiling issues. You you gotta go party. Oh shit, that's a bad. I'm afraid. But yes, um, as always, you can find me on all social media, Mr. Phil Young. Shout out to Mr. Phil Young. Shout out to Rocket Entertainment, Life UGA, and of course, the Raw Zone and KK. Gang. Yeah. Raw zone so nyc.com. Check out Miss Marie Paris at um, MS underscore optimist. MS um, underscore optimist. And she's going to be performing for um, the Summer Soul Witness concert. It's called, I believe, 
So we rolling out all weekend. All weekend. Come, come out with us, yo. Yes. We out here. All right, y'all. Stay safe. Yes, please stay safe. Thank you for rocking with us. Ooh, what's the song that we're ending yes. on? Yes. All right. So this song over here is from an actual dope artist, dope lyricist, dope femcee. She goes by the name of Honey De Niro, actress currently down south. Um, she is also, FYI, a cancer survivor, and she advocates for breast cancer research and awareness. This um, was off her e- her last EP, which is with the, with the, the I don't want to say notorious because it could be coming off as a bad word, but the incomparable Big Man Global. This is called Fight Night. Yes, once again, from everyone yes. here at the Break Room Sports, Sports Podcast and Ivy Productions, it's your boy Phil, a.k.a. Scorpio P, Marie Curie, the one and only KDK, a.k.a. Ivy, you know what time it is. Screen girl. Yes, yes, screen girl. And thank y'all once again for tuning into the Break Room Sports Podcast on YouTube, ITTV, and Facebook. Remember, this recording is going to be on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts on Tuesday. Tuesday. And make sure you tune in next week for more festivities, our reactions on Fight Night. And of course, preparing for um, the open mic and everything else happening that amazing weekend. Much so tune in at three. Love y'all. Stay safe and happy birthday, Architect. Bye. And tune in at three next week. <laughs> tune in next week, y'all. Peace and love. All right. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get it. <laughs> I need to know